Rizzuto Show podcast, powered by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Your best choice for quality tires and expert auto service. Dobbs. All right, let's hit it. Little listener discretion is advised. Rizzuto. Rizzuto. Please be Thursday and not Tuesday. It's Thursday, Jeff. Moon's Day of Dread. That's right. (laughs) No, just my least favorite day. Yeah, we discussed earlier in the week our least favorite days. This is it for Moon Thursday. I I enjoy Thursdays. I do. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. There it is. Today, tomorrow, then we're free. That's it. Free of each other. (laughs) Free at last. You filled with dread today? No, zero dread. Oh, good. Zero dread. Just a, uh, just a little, just a little less pep mm. when I get out of bed. You know, it's a, it's it's just a very different rollout of bed on a Thursday morning than let's say a Monday morning. You know what they say? They actually say that, and there was a study done on this. They say that um, getting woken up by like a horrible buzzing noise is not the best way to kick off a great day. I can see that. Because who slept up to their alarm today? Oh me. me. Oh, you did? Huh? I did not. Me. One. Yeah. One yeah. of the first nights I haven't. Uh, haven't. I don't. I don't remember waking up last night. But remember, I don't have the man, 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 or the the U boat sound or whatever it is you guys are using. Yeah. It's, for me, those. if I if I slept if I slept to the alarm, it's it's like a like a submarine ready ready to fire a missile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I sleep up to my alarm every day. Yep. Me as well. For you. I wake up throughout the I middle wish. of the night about five to ten times, though, so. I wish. Most nights, it's just, I, I get up. Yeah, I get up and look at the clock, start doing some math, and figure that, out. Might, as well, just, down, might yeah. as well just do it. Yep. What's another ten minutes? But they say the best way to wake up more alert, less groggy, is waking up to a song you like. Hmm. Well, put your little hand in mine. <laughs> yeah. It instantly takes know, me to Groundhog Day. I don't know if that'll work. <laughs> that would be great. Although, if I woke up to a song I like, I don't know if my, my life partner would appreciate it. So, I can't get, you know, I can't get upset with that. But, I will say, it makes me jump every single time. A song, a certain type of song, if it's loud, will make you jump. So, I would suggest a quieter one. Maybe it should be Jump from Van Halen. Hey. <laughs> from it should Cross. be, what they say, and the study says, it should be an upbeat song. So, even if your favorite hot jam is Johnny Cash's Hurt. <laughs> okay, it's probably not gonna work. Yeah, yeah. The song I wake up to is not. I, I was doing the opposite. The songs that annoy you. So I had uh, you have to shut it off. Uh, That's yeah. what I wake up to. But I'll switch it now. <laughs> I'm supposed to like a song. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be something that, that makes you happy. What's but, a good happy song, Tony? Come on, "Happy" by Pharrell Williams. Um, I got okay. All right. Am I wrong? I mean, yes, for a happy song. For you, for you, for you. What's a happy jam? Oh, hell, I don't know. What's a happy song to wake up to? On vacation or vacation from Lip Biscuits Rolling. That's a good one. Scott said Yeah, there you go. Which one? Vacation by uh, Dirty Heads. Yeah. That's a good song. Great song. All right. That's with Rome or not with Rome? Stop it. (laughs) It's a different band. (laughs) Jeff, give me a happy song. Come on. I'm going to say that. Uh, Happy by Pharrell. Okay. I guess we're done with this conversation. 
I do the I do the thing that, that, that it comes on. It goes ding, you know. They, it's it's a yeah. My, the my, bells that kind of get I'm a little louder. I'm asking you if you were to if you were to change it to wake up to a song, what would it be? Okay, but I would get about nine seconds to give my answer, right? Huh. Um, let's see. Twenty something by Jamie Cullum. How about that? Is That'd that an good. upbeat song? Yeah. Is that upbeat? Yeah. Good rhythm to it. Yeah. Ready to get out, Got take on the world, and gets in it right away. Yeah. All right. All right, Scott. What's your happy song? Oh man, mine is Pharrell's "Happy." <laughs> <laughs> has that been said before? I think no. it has. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Um. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, the a vacation probably would be perfect. You know, because it's already speaking to your day, saying, "Hey, every single day is awesome." Mine would be Just a take- "Hoochie Mama" by Two Live Crew. Yeah. yeah. Big buddy hoes, hop yeah. it. No, you're, again, your significant other would be fine with that <laughs> sure. one, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a good one. I just looked at like my most played songs on Spotify, and just tried to find a good one that would be fun. There's a there's a group called there's a band called Ocean Park Standoff, and their song "Good Time" would be great. Dude, Gloria Stefan, get on your feet. That's, that's a good. There we go. Song with a great message. Um, a great message. That's a great one. Yeah. Another great song would feet. be a, like, "Get Out of Bed." Get, get on, on your, your feet, feet baby. Yummy. Yeah, is yeah. a live from Pod. Yeah, it's a, that's a little loud. That's, that's a little true. loud. Yeah, I, I would need, need something need with a bit more of an man. intro. Yeah, that, but that's like that's a slam on the you first need to note. Just ease into it. I, you know what I would do? I would probably do Stevie Wonder, uh, "Sign Sealed Delivered." You know, it's got that little dissension in the beginning. I've, I mean, it's got a good intro. It's nothing but happy. Like, how now, can you not be happy listening to Stevie? Now, Wonder? mind you, if you wake up to this song every morning, you're going to eventually learn to hate the song. Yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. have to. Kind of have to cycle, uh, yeah, the cycle, cycle them out a little bit, kind of I, like your walk-up music. I have a list here of some songs. It like says, happy songs? These are these are the 20 best songs to wake up according to science. Okay, give it to me. All right, so let me. I'm going to skip a bunch because there's a lot on here I don't know. Like, I love Memphis, Hit the Quan. I don't know what that is. Hit the Quan. Uh, you guys don't know. Hit the Quan, uh, run it. Hit the Quan, run it. I love Memphis. That's the band. <laughs> oh. Uh, number 17 I bet you Beach Boys are on the list Yep Now these are all newer songs Number oh. 17 Imagine Dragons on Top of the World Oh Number 16 Katrina and the Waves Oh, oh Walking on Sunshine Walking on Sunshine uh, Man number, Good Vibrations would be a great song to, yeah, to wake up yeah. 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 yeah Number 15 Clean Bandit Rather Be Which is a good one Uh Let's see. Let's jump up a little it's, bit it's here. Tools Stink Fist on there Number 5 <laughs> No Number 5 Avicii Wake Me Up Number 4 It's a good one Bill Withers, Lovely Day. Nice. That's a great song. Oh, nice. I guess what number one is. Right oh, lovely Day. Oh, lovely yeah. Day. What commercial is that in? That's lovely in a new commercial. Day. Yeah. Oh. It was. It's It's also the opening song for uh, one of the Pets movies, too. Lovely Day. Yeah. It's such day. a lovely day. Lovely is that what they're rolling in a carpet down uh, down uh, down a hill? When I wake up in oh. the morning. <laughs> Whatever new commercial it's in. Anyway. Uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, Downtown. Downtown. That's everything's Guys, I think song. you might be confusing that with a different song. They've oh, been added a lot one. longer we, than I thought. We know all of these. Oh, give yeah, us another these one. Great. Uh, downtown. Number, <laughs> that that Macklemore song, Downtown, was the number one song in the country for almost a full year, by the way. Just well, maybe know. I took that year off. Uh, and number one on this list is Coldplay, uh, Coldplay's Viva La Vida. Oh, no. Okay. Good hmm. lyrics. Great lyrics. I thought Feels So Good would be on there from Chuck Mangione. 
Yeah, I don't think you need to wake up to Scott, French horn. Swinging and missing. That man. was a swinging beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. I don't know if it's uh, it's something I want to wake up to. <laughs> hmm. Oh, man, uh, Bobby Jim, McFerrin. Jim says uh, rock and roll hoochie coo from... Uh, there you go. Great song. Rick Derringer. Yeah. Don't worry, be happy. It used to be my ringtone. And it made le- me feel great every time. Did it? Make sure you leave rock and roll hoochie coo as your phone thing, too. So when you're standing in line at, at, at Walgreens in the pharmacy and somebody calls you, that comes on. That's always the best. Because the Walgreens, when you're standing in line, is so quiet. And then some lady who's 45 in an SUV she doesn't need comes inside and she's standing in line with her purse over her shoulder and then you know uh something from acdc is her ringtone mm. freaking love it i love mm. it when that happens <laughs> uh well you said 45 and doesn't need an suv yeah are you you hate the big cars i don't like, you're not a the, big car guy i don't hate them i hate when people have them as a status symbol and they don't need them that's that's the only reason why i mention that every mm. once in a while like somebody somebody who has needs three rows for a bunch of kids i get it or a bunch of hockey equipment but somebody who has it and it's six years old and the kids don't even ride with them anymore because they're away at college or something like that Maybe the car's still driving an suv i get it it's just the people it's not the mm. car Maybe they're driving the neighbor kids around. I don't know. I, very well I don't know. Be, I don't they're know. probably using it to ship food I, to the homeless. I don't You're know. Right. I'm Sorry. not sure. <laughs> what a jerk I am. <laughs> Jeff wants everybody to drive smart cars. No, he doesn't want that at all. And those smart cars, how do you fit groceries in the car? Uh, Drag it behind. Yeah. Oh, you have your you have your groceries delivered. <laughs> yeah, how do you, I mean, have you seen a smart car? Have you been in one? I've never been in one. I, I have. They're tiny. It's yeah, this very is small. Storage, though. Like you, if you feel like the back windshield is directly behind your head. Yeah. Well, it is. Yeah. It's I, a, no, I'll, but I mean, like you feel like if you leaned your head back just a tiny bit, you would hit it. It's wow. an expensive golf cart. Yeah. Yeah, they seem very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're they're definitely made for big cities, not for these long stretch of highways and everything. It is startling when you see somebody. Riding in one around here or on the highway, go, oh, I feel like I have to point it out every time. Yeah. Look, it's a smart car. There's somebody that drives around one, at least in Eureka. I've never seen them on the highway, but to see one on the highway is very startling. It's startling. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and you have to call it out. It's like, I, I think we talked about this a while back. Uh, when you drive past cows, you always have to say, look, cows. What else is on that? If, I, if I'm driving around and see somebody on a unicycle, I'm going to say, hey, a unicycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, even if uh, you know, you, you, even if you own a a, a stable and yeah. you drive past a horse, you go, look a oh, horse, horse. Yeah. <laughs> horse drawn carriage. It has to be, oh. it has to be stated mm-hmm. out loud, even if you're by yourself. Yep. Just like oh, the old, a cow. just like the old uh, Beatles, like the oh bug, slug bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just the new bug. Oh uh, yeah, kids will never understand that when uh, you see a um, you know Volkswagen Beetle, a Beetle, an old school one, and then you get to punch somebody in the car. Yeah. That's always fun. That's a good game. The way my dad used to do it, punch buggy. He would go over to the VW bug and punch the person and punch in them the, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. car there. So mm-hmm. we different. played a different version where you just punch somebody <laughs> in the car you're with. That makes more sense. Punch buggy, uh, yo, punch buggy yellow. Hey, just give him a dead leg. That's fun. Punch uh, buggy. Yeah, I never heard punch buggy. Yeah, here it was slug bug. Oh yeah, it was punch buggy for us. Mm. It's a regional thing. Yeah, regional different punch shirts. Yeah, yeah, and you had to call out the color. Punch yeah. buggy red. And you just give somebody a dead leg. Oh, yeah. So, that's so weird. We were when they're least bugging. expecting it. Yeah, punch buggy, also called punch bug, punch car, punch dub, piggy punch, beetle bug, or slug bug. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a, it's just a 
Same thing, different name. I wonder where it changed. I wonder where it originated. Like a game of telephone, I guess. Uh, you know, the farther you go from the center of where it started. Apparently, it's been around since the 70s or since the 60s. Uh, da, 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 da. As part of the Logan made punch dub marketing campaign, Volkswagen made a game out of seeing Volkswagen and punching friends. The campaign, launched in 2009, claims that the game was started over 50, go, uh, over 50 years ago, though this is a humorous historical fiction created by the ad agency. Wow. I have all, marketing. I have always wanted a slug bug. Straight mm -hmm. up, that's a straight up. You've always wanted a thing. buggy. I've always wanted a bug. Yeah. Yeah. Like a like a sixties one. Dude, they're sweet. I really do. I don't. I don't know what my fascination is. I really don't. I, Boy, not for me. I just we, want one. I don't radio, want it to be my daily driver. The old radio station I worked at when I was uh, working promotions, when the uh, newer versions came out, what was it two thousand? Oh no, it was earlier. Oh, Maybe yeah. ninety eight, ninety nine. The newer versions came out. Yeah. The more modernized. Yeah, those were ghastly. Those were caca. They may have had two ver I think they may have had two versions. The, the first version when it came back, remember I had the little flower vase? Yeah, the first ones were. Oh, oh garbage. Yucca. What a piece of crap you know, they, that was. And they almost look like uh, like the, I would say, bad parts of the 60s bugs, but there are none, in my opinion. But the bad parts of a bug meets a neon. Do you remember that? Like oh, it was, yeah. it was like a yeah. Dodge Neon-looking yeah. thing. It, it, yuck. Yeah, it was like a, they took the bug and kind of made it a blowfish. A what bit. year was that? Yeah. What year Just was that? Was it ninety-eight, ninety-nine? I'd say ninety-nine. Yeah, probably ninety-eight, ninety-nine. But then the last, like, last couple years, if you've seen some of them, like the little GTs or whatever they call them, and the souped-up ones, they're pretty badass. They are, are you looking for the first badass. year the Dodge Neon came out? No, no, the the, the newer the Volkswagen, uh, Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. When was the reemergence? It, it was right around two thousand. Uh, in 2010, they came out with the 2010 Volkswagen New Beetle. Now, now this was uh, 98, 99. When they first came back, they had the little flower oh, vase. Model years 98 to 2011 is what it says here. They had the little flower vase in the right next to the driver's seat for some reason. Stupid. Yeah, the new Beetles are far better, far better. You yeah, know they're why? a little more. You know why they're a little more curvier on the front? They're like sport, sporty versions of the 60s versions. Mm. Yeah, that was new. I remember the radio station. It was such a big deal. We got one of the first ones. Yeah, I think they restopped doing those. But and you know, they, like they the had it in manual transmission, and nobody on the promotions team could drive manual. <laughs> and uh, that's how I learned to drive. You know, like the beach stick, manual, on, really, like the the on coastal the station beetle, the that's coastal funny. beach versions of the ones in the '60s with the with the roof baskets and like. I just that whole look. I love. I I love that. I was. I've always wanted one of those. It was 1997. Uh, yeah, those are terrible. Because yeah, this, this, like Jeff said, this is the version that was from 97 to 2011. Yeah, so it must, we must have got one in 98. Oh, garbage. It was it was red, and they tried to make it look like Herbie the Love Bug with the... With the blue stripes? Herbie was a white car. With the blue This was a red car that they had a white pinstripe up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh... This is awful looking. I wanted to just ride it right in the Hudson. <laughs> just put a brick on the accelerator. Just I don't know what happened to it. Assuming you did not. I did not, Jeff. I did not. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, bruising somebody. Olympics event number five in the books. <laughs> Yesterday was the, uh, what do we call it? The, uh, the, mile, uh, the mile paintball run. It was the paintball 400. Yeah, the paintball 400. 
the Paintball 400. And thanks to our friends at Wacky Warriors up in uh, Wentzville for <laughs> lending us their field, lending us their uh, their weaponry <laughs> and ammunition. And I am bruised like a mother on my legs. <laughs> yeah, we all we that all, was we did not well. That was not fun. How many direct hits would you say? I would say I was hit a good 20 times, Ooh, 20 to 25 times. Man. Like, to just give you an idea, here's audio of uh, Patrico <laughs> firing at me. So we used it So to, to go behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, so I had to run a quarter mile, which is once around a big track. And in each of the corners would be the fellas with, uh, with the paintball guns. And as I was running by, you guys got to light me up. Well, no, uh, no, no place with a legit track would let us fire paintballs on their on their property. Yeah, which understood, right? <laughs> understood. So Wacky Warriors lent us their field, and they have, they have a pretty big netted field that they put these uh, giant cinder block obstacles. Where if you're playing capture the flag or you know one team against another team, that field is badass. Yeah, it was a perfect size for what we were doing too. Did you take a walk over and check out the other field too? That's with the castle and stuff on it. The big one. That's that. Oh no! Like I, behind where I think I've oh. played. I think I've played Dude, on that before. Solid. That's one that you play capture the flag on that big field. I think I played capture the flag on that field. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, their field, uh, and we and we measured it out. Four laps around their field would would be a quarter mile. Yep. So I started on one end. And when I did a lap, I got to a certain corner, and King Scott would shoot at me. I'd run another lap, and then it would be Moon's turn. I ran another lap, and it would be Tony's turn. And Jeff couldn't make it yesterday, so I ran another lap, and one of the professionals of Wacky Warriors took oh, Jeff's spot. Oh, <laughs> so you got you got somebody the same shooting level as me. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And... Uh, I had a GoPro on my on my head. Oh, and, I can't wait to see that. And the uh, the video Joey, our videographer, had it mounted on top of this like World War One heavy ass metal helmet, which my neck still hurts. Yeah. From having that thing on my head. I think that helmet has made an appearance in a couple different videos that we've done. Does it feel more like a like a prop than any sort of protection whatsoever? I mean, I, no nobody went for headshots, which I which That's I appreciate. Good. That's good. So as I'm running That's by, good, babies. as I'm running by, you guys are on my left side. So you guys are shooting at me yeah. as I'm running on the side. So it's my inner, like I got hit on the inner thighs a couple times. My right inner thigh, because my, you know, as my, I'm striding, running, I'm exposing my right inner thigh. Stop it. It's in my head right now. Stop I it. mean, I'll show you the bruise right now. Good. We'll see it in the post, post game shower. You want to see it now? Sure. I'll see it now. Get it out. I'll show you. Oh, okay. boy. I'll show you. Here so we did go. you, were you guys Jeff, like aiming? We were you guys like, let's get in or thigh? Honestly, I was kind of aiming for, uh, you know, like oh, rib cage down. The pants are down, guys. The pants are down. Oh, the yeah. Are... Oh, woo. Yeah, look at that, buddy. Wow. Oh, that's really cute. Wow, that looks like a, it looks like a galaxy, like a photo of a galaxy. Is anything up higher? Oh, my God. If you could see what's happening on the webcams right now, you'd love it. <laughs> Moon and Jeff standing over there staring, and all the computer screens are blocking you so they don't see anything. And you're looking down, and they're looking down. 
Yeah, there she is, huh? Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that I one. I call him the Italian Stallion. That oh. one on your, on your <laughs> inner was, side. Uh, Commando Thursday, but all right. That's good. That broke some that's a uh, big, blood That's a big bruise. Yeah, that, that is, don't look uh, great, man. No, it was starting to, to blacken out. Who got you? Who got you there? I think that was you. All right. All right. So do you have any issues sleeping? No, no. Okay. No, I didn't have any issues sleeping, but um, so I'm in the bathroom yesterday getting ready for bed, my son, and I'm looking in the mirror at these bruises on my legs. My son walks in, and he goes, hey, Dan, let me see that. And uh, he goes, ooh, and he, t- and he flicks it oh, with his yeah. two fingers. The bruise. The bruise. With his two <laughs> fingers. Got it, Jeff. With his... Jeff. With his two fingers, he flicks the bruise. <laughs> okay, hard. And I almost... I dropped to one knee. <laughs> oh, no. And I, there were some expletives, <laughs> and he took off. And I said to myself... You know what? I can't be mad because I would have done the same thing to him. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> and he was like, he's cracking up, and and he go, and even he said, he goes, you would have done that to me too. I said, that's why I'm not that mad. That's so funny. Because I would have done the same thing to him. That's why I'm not that mad, you jerk. You. I said, hey, I'm like, uh, I pr- I appreciate the the joke, and you know, I yes, I would have done that to you too, but. Uh, Let's not let that happen again. The Let's joke, never do that again, that's okay? It. Never that's again. It. Next time Daddy is destroyed <laughs> by paintballs, don't do that. That's it. No, here's what I mean, here's what it sounded like. This is uh, Patrico shooting at me. So I'm running by and then Jeff, you need some water? All right. Get him. That's an Olympian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Who was that shooting? That was Tony. Tony. That was you shooting. Wow. So that's we got what twenty one shots. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Listen to that as I'm running by. And and the, the you heard clapping first. Those weren't shots. Okay. You know distinctly the shots. Get that's him. clapping. And then here I come. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, count of twenty. Wow. That's at least twenty. Wow. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. And and that's Tony's gun jammed at one point. Yeah, there was about nine of those shots where they did not come out. Damn. Where it was just air. You could hear it. I mean, if you really listen, you can hear where the gun jammed. But I think I got him with two or three, and then it, as soon as I got my, like, right where I was, like, oh, there he is, and I was following him perfectly, it went click, 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 like nailed him, nailed him, nailed him, and then puff, 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 puff. Well, puff. in the quote-unquote kill zone, which is the area they could shoot me in, I mean, I was kind of jogging. You know, around the track, and then you know, when I get to that little zone, I, I ran oh, as he, fast as he I, picked it up. Yeah, he ran as fast as I could. Too? No, no, there no was no zigzagging. zigzagging. He picked it up, honestly, to a speed that caught me off guard. I was a little mm-hmm. behind, wasn't leading my shots. That was enough. adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when Patrico was shooting at me, and I, I heard the shots coming, and nothing hit me, and then I said, "Oh my God, he missed everything." And then as I was getting towards the end, I you got me. <laughs> Somebody got me in the hand. Ooh. And thank God, I, do you see I had gloves on? Yeah, I do. Oh, did yeah. Did you see the hand shot? I didn't see the hand shot. I, saw you I get showed hit. you. Yeah. It, was, it was like in the palm of my hand. I saw you get hit in the elbow. Oh, that hurt too. That was King Scott hit me in the elbow. <laughs> I did? Ah. Oh, yeah. That was the first time I felt pain. <laughs> this is the first time I have felt pain. In, in, that, in, in your that entire stunt. life. Oh. In that stunt. <laughs> and then when the, uh, when the Wacky Warriors professional... 
once it was his turn, he he got me pretty good a bunch of times. So I'd imagine. Good stuff. Good <laughs> stuff. So uh Riz Olympics event number five in the books. And thanks again to Wacky Warriors. And thank you guys for not hitting me in the genitals or the head. Mm. I appreciate that. I did have a cup on. Good idea. Just in, in fact, that was the first thing they asked me when I got there. They have rentals just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my own. I brought my own. But uh and a and a change of pants good after idea. I soiled myself. Probably a good idea too. So we'll have that video uh within the next uh two weeks. That video will be up there. Uh, the next uh, Riz Olympics video to be released is Monday. That's the precision landscaping video from King Scott's house. And right now, if you want to watch Riz Olympics event number three, which is the tire change, the spare tire mile uh tire change sponsored by A to B towing and recovery services, that's up there for you. So Enjoy, okay? Uh-huh. Okay. Enjoy. It shall be enjoyed, believe me. Hey, a bit of controversy. I don't know if you guys read about this out in Collinsville. You see the story, Jeff? I did. I yeah. know uh, Moon and, and Tony are, are familiar with it. Mm-hmm. What's the, what's the story you've heard, Jeff? And this is this is having to do with the Collinsville high school football team. Yeah, no, all I know is seeing it in the background last night. They kept showing the video over and over of the of the coach pushing the kid down. And then the reaction from everybody. That's really all I know. I don't know the reason behind it. I don't know if the, the coaches come out and said anything, any of those things. So Scott, fill me in. Scott, do you know the, the story? No, I don't. All right, this is from uh, Fox 2's website. Uh, Collinsville High School football coach under investigation after knocking one of his own players to the ground during a game Friday night. The Collinsville football team appeared to be moving on at practice Tuesday, getting ready for its upcoming game against Mascuda. After what witnesses described as a stunning incident during the last game at Waterloo. Video shows a coach knocking one of his own players to the ground after the player fumbled. You see the Collinsville player headed to the sideline dejected after a Waterloo player recovered the fumble. A coach approaches and knocks him several feet backwards. The player then falls to the ground. A nearby witness tells Fox 2 the coach actually headbutted the player. The mother of another player did not see the incident but spoke with Fox 2 after she saw the video for the first time on Tuesday. She asked not to be identified. She said, I can't believe he did that to a kid. They need to press charges. He likes to cuss. He likes to talk to them like they're nobodies. He's now physical. I think it's time for him to go. Waterloo Police confirmed they've received a report of the incident but have yet to reach the player's parents about possibly pursuing charges. A player's mother posted on social media that the coach was not allowed onto the team bus after the game. Another player's mother, who asked not to be identified, said the coach had not been at practice this week. The Collinsville school superintendent released a statement saying Collinsville CUSD number 10 takes the safety of our students and personnel very seriously. The district is aware of an incident that occurred during the football game Friday, April 9th. Consistent with board policy, the district is conducting a thorough investigation into this matter. Because this is a personnel matter, the district will make no further comments concerning this incident. So the Illinois State High School Association, which governs high school sports, did not, I guess they don't discipline coaches. That's left to the schools or the school district. I mean, the video is pretty stunning, to be honest with you. I mean, the great, the positive thing from this situation is that Bobby Knight's out of retirement. (laughs) I don't think he's coaching a Collinsville uh, football team. Oh. 
Uh, well, I mean, you can see clearly, and I watch the video a couple times. You can see clearly the player comes off the field, head down, yeah, heads to the sidelines, and next thing you know, he's on his butt. He's on his back. Wow. And it, I didn't see any anything as far as a headbutt, but it almost looked like the kid was either stunned physically or mentally because doesn't get up right away. Just kind of goes. Was his helmet off like, at that point? No, his that, helmet was on. Almost like helmet was did on. that just happened? I yeah. don't know, I, you know, they said it was a headbutt, and, uh, and uh, it could be a shoulder into the, uh, yeah. into the it, chest, it lo- too. It looked like oh. a shoulder. It, it, was a, it was a thrust. It was a hoof. You, you know, like one of those, you kind of put your shoulder into it. By the way, man, you can't touch a kid. No. Yeah. You can't touch a kid like that. The coach is going to be fired, I think, rightfully so. I agree. From what yeah. I know, yeah. yeah I can't so play. You can't. You're an adult. It's a high school game. Yeah, you really got to see the video. Um, and I cycled through a couple different opinions on this. Because uh, at first, you know, and I'm definitely not going to debate coaching or teaching styles and, and this and that. Because there's there's people that yell and get intense and they're physical. And it is football. It's, a, it's you know, it's a physical game. And uh, you're, you're, you're signing up to get knocked down, blah, blah, blah. You can cycle all through that stuff. But then when you watch the video and you realize... This is a this is a education. We are talking about students, so we're talking about kids, and you're in a you're an authority figure. These kids are looking to you, not just uh, you know for for football coaching, right. but for every yeah. every bit of influence well, that you I'll, can I'll give them that. on a positive I'll get to that sense. In a second, because uh, the um, the uh, athletic director at Webster University, you know, he says uh, you know good coaches are are good teachers outside of the X's and O's. You have to stay composed. You have to stay disciplined because those yeah. student athletes listen and hang on to every word you say. Absolutely. You're an authority figure, and you're going to be them, judged in, in that I, sense. I've had some coaches that, that would yell and scream and, yeah, and, the intensity and throw level equipment. Is... I've never had a coach hit another player. No, right. And then and then he knocks the kid down and then just turn. Here's a kid who's dejected because he just lost a ball for his team. Coming over to the to the bench, to the sideline, and this this coach comes over and either chest bumps him or whatever. And as the kid is lay, flying down, and the coach just turns his back yeah. to him and walks away. Right, right, exactly. This is a guy who, as I'm your coach, I want you to play for me because you dig me because you're getting my message. He fumbles. He comes over. He feels bad. And the very person who's giving him the message of unity and teamwork knocks him on his ass and then turns around. I'm not saying yeah. this Great is, message. you know, we need to be soft with the kids. No, and they not, should, it has nothing to do with that, it, it, it does nothing to do with that. It should, you know, I, I don't care, you know, if they if they yell at the kid for fumbling. I don't, I don't Sit him. No. Yeah. Sit, Sit the kid. Um, man, you put your hands on a kid. Yeah. Oof. If, what, what, I, I can't imagine if that if my dad were in the stands and saw that. I can't even imagine what what he would have done. Yeah, when you're a teacher, when you're a coach, like you're you are a mentor. Every every moment is an educational opportunity. You are teaching these kids. You are looking out for these kids and teaching. In that is, yeah. you're, you know that that's not teaching in any sense. You're not doing any positive for for the kid. And don't give me this tough love crap. Because that has nothing to do with surprising a kid. Again, if we're if we're talking about at practice and you are you're getting physical with your players because you're you're teaching them a certain thing and, and they're prepared for it, that you know you're this running kid's a head play. Was down. This kid didn't know this was coming. Yeah, it's I'm all for pumping up a kid and 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 lifting their spirits and you know when they're when they're getting ready for a game, you know, yeah. chest bumping and you know hitting pads and I'm all for that. Yeah, that, that's good. This that's is a awful. positive. That's this is uh, this is the the coach was so pissed. The coach was so pissed. See, that's what you think, though. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. No, but we can go by body language, and and like like Jeff said, the aftermath is a big thing. If he if he was, it, let's say he was saying, you know, you got to go in like this, and he hits him with his shoulder and accidentally knocks him down. The coach goes right over there and h- helps him. And is like, sorry, man. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this isn't an he walked issue. Walked away. 
But the body language has got to say something. I'm just yeah. saying, if this coach is so pissed off, is so pissed off that he's got to take his frustration out on a, a, a teenager. But again, you're assuming that he's doing this being pissed off. From what I saw in the video, listen, I, I don't know what was in his heart or what, what was in his head. So, I'm just saying, if if that were the case, he's so pissed off that the player fumbles that he puts his shoulder into the kid's chest and knocks him, knocks him on his ass. Like and I then, that, and then kid, he should not be coaching youth sports. Now, I played I played high school football before, and if something like that happened, and there are many scenarios, a fumble, an interception, or anything, and you are walking off the field with your head down, there have been many a times where a coach has grabbed the face mask, pulled the kid in close, and said, keep your head up, get in the game, and get ready to go back out there. And then push the, head, push the face mask away, and you go sit down. Now, on the surface, you could be like, wow, that coach is super pissed and grabbed that kid, pulled him in, and screamed at him. When in reality, he's saying, listen, man, you fumbled. Yeah, get it together and get back out there. I don't think him throwing a shoulder into the kid was necessary at all. I think that's too much. That's way over the line. But who's to say that guy wasn't? Because if you watch the I, video, I can, I can almost understand. Is, I can almost understand grabbing the face mask. Like, hey, you know, it's okay. Get back in there, you know, whatever. But throwing the shoulder. It's the same thing. That's the same exact thing. Throwing a shoulder into him? I almost think grabbing the face mask is worse because you're grabbing a kid by his face, pulling him in, screaming at him. I almost see that as, hey, look at me. Lift your head back up. Okay, and that's what he did. That's what this coach did. How does throwing a shoulder into his his chest and knocking him him back five feet? The kid's looking straight down on the ground, walking dejected, and the coach is trying to get him to keep his head up. So he goes to walk up to him and he goes, hey, and he throws a shoulder into him. Hoping the kid would stand up, but the kid was looking straight down. And he fell backwards. Oh, man, I, I understand the I'm, I'm intensity saying, of listen, the moment. I'm, t- I'm saying again, I don't think what the coach did was okay at all. I'm just giving you another scenario, especially from a guy that has played college or high school football. They will, the coaches, and especially at practice, Riz, the coaches do not care that you're a junior in high school. You are a football player at that point. They don't care that you are your mom and dad, uh, you know, paid for you to play here. And, you know, they, they want to make sure that their their little baby is okay. They don't care. Yes, I, I totally understand it. But but still, they are a student of this person. The coach is the mentor, the teacher. And I it's completely every agree. opportunity no, is, a, is an opportunity not, to teach. I'm just not, it's not, take that out of it. It's a kid. But but no, I'm not going to take that out of it because, like I said, when you're when you're when you're yelling in the face and you're in the intensity of the game and the moments and all that, and you're yelling, and, you got to get back out there and do this. You know, it's that is different than knocking someone to the ground in that fashion and then walking away. I understand. Accidentally knocking somebody because okay, you're you're, okay you're with- demonstrating a shoulder or something like that, and then going over and get you know getting the kid up. Yeah. I'm okay with I'm it's okay with story. yelling at the kid. I, I'm fine with that as long as it's constructive, you know. Yeah. And then next time, you know, hey, I don't want to disappoint the coach of the team. Yeah, I just don't think it needs to get physical. I don't think it needs like, to be shoulder into physical, the chest. Then you go see, over and, and pick see, them up. And this is because you're literally is, physically and emotionally supposed to be picking these kids up. And he knocked them down and turned around and walked away. That's I, the problem I had. Yeah, and my and and I, like I said, I don't believe what the coach did was correct. I don't think that's the way to do it. If I coach, that's not my style. But I think. The grabbing of the face mask and pulling the kid in and yelling to him and then pushing him away, that is the exact same thing as what happened. It's know, a weird, at, least it's a weird, a, at least you're having a conversation with the kid and saying, hey, put your head up. It's a weird gray but what, area. What if, he said that, what if he said that to this kid? What I, if he did? I, I don't know. I Listen, understand you, what you're you, don't, you don't hear any audio. You just see the kid go, you know, go back five, ten feet and the coach walk away. I, yeah. listen, I don't know. All we have is the video. I don't know what's on the sideline. I'm, I'm giving you hypotheticals. 
I know what you're saying, dude. And you're staying in the gray area here, here, Tone, and 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 I and I get that because you don't want to, uh, you know, you don't want to just suck the intensity out of uh, out of those types of moments or those types of uh, games or sports or, or or training or any of that kind right. of stuff. Um, but man, I, I don't know. I don't know. And 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 videos are not pure truth. You know, you, you, yeah. You, you don't any, know. Have any of the players said anything? That's exact. I would. I want to know any of the coaches that were around, any of the players that were like around. What they heard the coach say or not? I don't say. know. It may, it may come out. I, I, I have again, seen. You know, I you don't know what the kid right uh, now. We just don't know. Uh, all, all we have is a video. I remember playing varsity at CBC and having a and having a guy make a mistake, and one of the coaches, not the head coach, but one of the coaches, grabbed him by the face mask and essentially threw him onto the bench, like sat him down onto the bench and berated him for whatever he did. And he said, "It's over. Clear your mind and let's go." And he walked away. And then two other coaches came by and was like, "Listen, man." You just got to get to, 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 to any kind of, they, they kind of played like, you know, good, good cop, bad cop yeah, a little right, bit. Right, I see. But in the video, like you said, he hits the ground and nobody, not even a player comes up to like, hey Yeah, man. he's probably scared of the coach. Yeah, That's really? why. I don't want to get knocked on my ass I don't want to get knocked on my ass either. Yeah, I mean, and, and I agree with uh, with uh, the A-Train here on, on Twitter. What the coach did was a lot more than grabbing the face mask and yelling at him, though. He threw him like five yards back. That's where we disagree. I don't know. I'm not motivated by somebody, you know, putting a shoulder into me. That's not going to motivate me to play better. Have you ever seen a, fo- a football coach grab a kid by the face mask, pull him in, yell at him, and then shove him away? I've been at a lot of football that's games gnarly. the last couple of years. Uh, you know, my daughters have cheered uh, for for a couple teams, high school and yeah. even middle school teams. And i got to say that one of the things that I am watching is is the coaches, just to see their different styles, see how they're mentoring. Are they just there to coach football because they like football? They're there for, for, for the kids. And each of them, um, you know, I've I've noticed very very different styles, but I have never seen anybody yet touch a kid. Well, I've seen them. I've seen uh, them, like so I said. I'm, I'm I, sure. I've and- seen them get get intense and kind of like a, uh, almost like teaching certain things. Like, hey, this guy's going to hit you like this. This is how you hit him. You know, I, there's a physicality but that's, that's but needed. That's coaching. That's actually part of the coaching. I, I agree. Part of it. And I've never seen anybody throw a shoulder like this in, in in that manner. Hey, and sure. if I did. I I mean I can't, I can't I think I feel the same I do anyway. now. Yeah. Well, some guy or John just called in and said that maybe the reason he did that is because he's already gone over this with that player before, and they've had an issue where the player just made the same thing he just kept doing over and over. Then again. you so he, bench him. Yeah, but he probably <laughs> threw it in there as uh, you know, a, hey. I, don't know. I guess I'm in, in practice, too. he said, "If you fumble, I'm going to throw I'm a shoulder, throw a shoulder yeah, into your, and right into your sternum." Walk away. Hey, so <laughs> this this is from this is from college. Obviously, this is University of Tennessee. This happened two years ago, and the uh, quarterback threw an interception, and the coach, you could see here, boom, just gave him a quick little tug. They the the, the fans or the the like school board member wanted to fire him. He was suspended for a game. Yeah, well, I imagine what he would, that. imagine he would have gotten fired if he put a shoulder into his chest. Yeah. I'm sure during uh, you have to go through some training and go through some through some courses before you could coach, you know, high school athletics. And I'm sure somewhere in that that course they say you cannot touch the kids, you right. cannot discipline the kids by striking them in any way. Yeah, I mean that is on the books. Multiple choice. <laughs> sure, it is. knock a kid down. Yes. Yeah. No. When I worked for the Y or worked in elementary schools or or even the bus driving and all that kind of stuff. I mean, <laughs> I maybe number one or two. Actual written rules is for no under no kids. circumstances can you touch the kids. I'm, I'm sure you know as a coach and you're you're teaching a kid how to block or whatever you know fine, but when you're frustrated, you can't knock a kid over. You're an adult. Nope. 
And that's a kid, an underage kid. Ah. High school athletics, huh? We sometimes, shall see. Uh, you know, sometimes it's uh, it's a bit too much. Yeah. All right, this guy says, so by Tony's logic, it's okay to get rough with a kid because it was okay in the 80s. First off, I graduated high school in 2000s, not the 80s. Second, I didn't say that. Did I say that at all? No, I didn't. And I didn't say what this coach did was okay. I'm just saying, if you want to look at it from another side, here's the other side that could be the scenario. All right, here's uh, Dave on line one. Dave, you're a former Arena League uh, football player? Yes, I am. What uh, what team did you play for? Uh, Baltimore Claws. All right. Go Claws. Go Claws. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, right. It used to be popular. Anyway. Uh, did, did Bon Jovi own your team? Yeah, right. Uh, this was back in the day. Anyway, like Tony said, it happens all the time. I'm six foot six and 330 pounds. I've been knocked down, screamed at, had my face mask grabbed. I'd rather be knocked down 20 times than have the coach grab your face mask because, yeah. man, that really wrenches on your neck every sure. time. I'm and sure. it's so demoralizing so. to have him grab your face mask and pull you in and hold it and scream at you. You can't get away. You can't scoot back. You can't do nothing. Dave, as somebody who's who's played football like you and you've played professionally, uh, is it okay for a high school coach to uh, put his shoulder into the sternum of a of a of a player after fumbling and knocking him knocking him back ten yards? High school. High school. No, no, it can't be. That can't be okay. No matter what, however, however old school your mindset is, that just that can't be okay anymore. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, Dave. Appreciate it. Hey, Tone. Yeah. Honestly, while I wholeheartedly disagree with you, I'm really proud of you for being devil's advocate here and kind of throwing in, staying oh, in the gray. I, I really <laughs> am, man. No, and Clinton. <laughs> and, and, and again, and again, I want mean, to. I want to clarify that I'm not saying like, hey, what this coach did is perfectly fine. Give him a raise. Uh, hey, I'm, just I, hey, I'm proud of you. You have an unpopular opinion. Today. Today. I know. Thanks, I know. I'm proud of you. Scott. I'm proud of you from coming to work. For coming. Well, to work. I want to give you an update. Oh, you on, stop that. We got, got until ten. We got to be. We got until ten o'clock to be proud of you, man. Don't oh, worry. You'll do something. Don't push it. Thank you. I do have an update on a rule. Clint, a referee in high school. Uh, football called and said that um, grabbing the face mask is now illegal to do, so they can't uh, do that anymore. Which means even coaches and things. Yeah, coaches can't grab your face oh, mask. Oh wow, okay, yeah. well, that's a good good rule. To well, I'm proud people. of you for it's a it's a, that it's a good rule. But coaches also can't you know open field tackle a player when he's walking off the field. But this happened to you know what I'm saying it could be a rule in the book. But, but that's why we're talking about who, who's to say that the coaches are actually going to follow that and stuff uh, like that. and and also in practice and stuff too. You know. You think the the coach is going? Oh, you got to remember the rule book. I can't yell at this kid and well, grab his I'm, face I'm mask. I'm interested to see yeah. what what goes on with the story. I I, yeah. I was reading it this morning. I go, man, yeah. this is. Ooh, this ain't right. It's unfortunate. Did this just happen? Friday. Okay. This past Friday. All right, let's do this. I mean, let's do this. Here we go. Thank you. All right, today's Team Riz member of the day comes to us from Belleville. It's Anthony Frederick. All right. Hey. Uh, he has been listening to the show since the beginning, listens every morning while getting the kids ready for the day, loves hearing his uh, daughter talk about the Riz Show whenever they're listening to The Point. Uh, his uh, kids are big fans of uh, Greek Fire. Even got to meet Moon in August of 2020. Yeah, I know them. You proud of them, too? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I am proud of you for being proud of them. Cool kiddo. <laughs> uh, loves the food news, all the games, whether it's 3 and 5 or Good or Gross, Mobile Hits, the Scat Song, whatever. Anthony Frederick is all in. 
Mm-hmm. And he's the Team Riz member of the day. Gets a super sweet Team Riz member that is so- uh, Team Riz member that is soccer jersey. Thank you. Get yourself signed up, 1057thepoint.com slash Team Riz. Good people. Hello there, podcasters. Pure Performance in St. Charles is your one-stop shop for everything automotive. After nearly 40 years of outfitting the best-dressed vehicles in the St. Louis and St. Charles area, you could trust that your baby, your prized investment, is in great hands of Pure Performance. 25,000-square-foot facility, biggest showroom in the area. You'll find anything and everything you might need to enhance your vehicle. They're online at pureperformance.com. P-U-R-Performance.com. From lift kits to tires to window tinting and everything in between, Pure Performance is the only shop, the only stop you'll need to make for your aftermarket vehicle needs. Pure Performance in St. Charles, just north of the Cave Springs exit off of 70, pureperformance.com. Hey, everybody. Jeff Burton for the St. Louis Sinus Center. Spring finally here, which means opening up those windows, spending more time outside, right? Or you got allergies, and this may not be an option. You got to stay inside. Uh, spring weather means sneezing and uh, congestion. Miserable for you, miserable for everybody else. Watery eyes. If this sounds like you, call St. Louis Sinus Center and do it today because, man, spring's here. You don't want to ruin everything, right? Dr. Gould and his team can set you up with allergy drops, which you can dose at home. And then again, over time, your body builds up the immunity to the allergens. This means. You're going to feel better. This is your ticket. This is the way to get out of this. Visit stlsinuscenter.com. Call them, 314-473-5433. Dr. Gould, his team, his staff, they are amazing. The office is ridiculously cool, and they have your solution for you. Allergy drops, and eventually you build up that immunity, and you can get rid of those too. They're amazing there. stlsinuscenter.com. Hello, this is Emo Phillips. And you're listening to the Rizzuto Show. So don't touch that dial, because it reminds me of my grandmother's left nipple. Happy birthday, Riz. All right, welcome back to the program. Phone number 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. Bud Light Seltzer webcams, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. The socials, at R-I-Z-Z Show. Your email's Show 1057thepoint.com. Uh, Craigslist Freak of the Week coming up today. Three brand new ads. Uh, John is not here. Will not be here in studio. Uh, he's all right. I mean, he's got to go to uh, a doctor. He's got to have some procedure that he has done like every three years or something like that. That uh, man's the only reason I come in on Thursdays, darn it. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. But we got uh, we got John on tape. All right. Reading the ads. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, we also have comedian Bill Burr calling in. That's a big one. It's a big get. They get Bill Burr calling in at 8.15. He's got a couple shows coming up at the Fox Theater in September. Uh, 29th and 30th, I believe the 30th, which is a Thursday. I believe tickets are almost sold out for that one. So tickets remain for the uh, Wednesday 29th show. I, th- I think they're going full capacity, too. Wow. From what I read on their website, I think they're going full capacity. Well, here we go. Yeah, I've, I've, and those shows will sell out, by the way. Yeah. They will sell out by the time uh, the show rolls around. But I've never seen a comedy show at the Fox. I think that's where I saw Robin Williams, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Nin- really? 1987. Yeah, pretty sure. Robin, what, his sweat opened up for him. I remember uh, that. Yeah. 
as one hairy guy. Yeah, was it's, one hairy it's guy. Very uh, hairy and sweaty and full of energy. And that was that's the. And I know you want to move on, but just real quickly, were those uh, coke was it, were those as cocaine? Majorly days? coked up. Yeah, and that was the, that was the day. Me and I think three other people went, and, and we started in Fenton and went to the Fox. And uh, the guy who we convinced to draw or take his car, we drove his car the entire way with the emergency brake on. <laughs> That doesn't do any damage. No, how high were you? Oh my God! <laughs> not at all, because not it's not illegal, right, Jeff? No, no, I was high. Um, <laughs> you had to go see Robin Williams, even yeah, if you don't smoke. I come mean, come on. on. That's what we you thought gotta. the smell was like. What is that burning rubber smell about halfway there? We this is garbage yeah, weed. Forty-four in Vandeventer. We should have figured out it was the emergency brake. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, I've I've only been to the Fox. Well, we we bought those season tickets last year, which we got partial refunded, right? Because of uh, yeah, a lot of the shows being canceled. But that's uh, yeah, a cool place to see to see a show. Yeah, sure is. I think I saw. Oh, I saw the Killers play there. Mm. I saw Manson open up for Nine Inch Nails there. That was pretty crazy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, saw Pearl Jam there very very briefly. I remember I got my. My friend Billy tickets, and he was about 18 rows in front of me and made sure of that after I got him tickets. You know, I got four tickets, one for me and, and him, and he was 18 rows in front of me. And then I got sick and had to leave during it mm. as well. And the whole time he's like, hey, I'm way up here. Thanks for the tickets. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, last time Bill Burr was in town, or the last time I saw him, uh, he played a, at a place called Laughs on the Landing. Remember that? And that place is, I don't that place is way gone. Yeah. Didn't we see him at the pageant together? Uh, I did not go with you. It was another friend. That might have been Tommy. Might have been the big. Might have been the boss. I saw Bill Bart last on the landing, and that place. I I don't know when that place closed down. It's been a while. It's been a while. Long time. Long time. Yeah. Unfortunately, with their with the word landing in it, it's probably been. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. When's the last time you all been down to the landing? It's been uh, probably since I saw Bill Bart last on the landing. It used to be go down there on a Friday night and come home on a Sunday. Come on, you don't want to take a carriage ride on the cobblestone streets there. And the closest I've been was the casino. Hmm. I'd say maybe I drove through. Didn't a wall fall down by the drunken fish down there? <laughs> I don't know. That I don't recall. I think a wall, like, fell down. You know there's that drunken fish sushi yeah. place down there? I think a wall fell hmm. a couple years ago. That's uh, surprising that anybody was there around to hear what it. What a shame. Really is. Really, that was really a cool area. Oh my gosh, the, the station used to have events down there all summer long. Oh yeah, man. Outside music events and all that. I was oh, at Mississippi man. Nights three times a week. Labs on the Landing opened in 04. Opened in and 04. closed. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, remember they used to do? Uh, was it live at the Levee? Mm -hmm. Was that down there? Mm -hmm. uh, Mississippi. Uh, what was it? The music festival was it called? Well, I think I saw the, I, the, the station music did uh, the Violent Femmes played out there. River City Music Festival, is that what it's called? I forget what it's called. Every ah. year there would be outdoor stages set up all around down there. Oh, man, it was so much fun. Yeah. Good times. And what happened? What It made the turn. When? Because when I moved here, it was still hopping a little bit. Mississippi Nights was still open. Oh, that, yeah. That dude. may have been the the, the part that really kind of... Once that place closed and turned was turned into a parking lot. Yeah, yeah the for, for me, that's when that happened. Yeah. But I also saw an article online that said that the road work... Shut Red it down killed too. It, all it made it really hard home. to get in there. When they were building Lumiere? Yeah, and all that stuff. And then also the re you know, they rewired the highway over there. 
And uh, yeah, yeah, there was li- it was literally a place where you could park and walk, and it would be bar after bar. Yeah, 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 bar. Yeah, yeah. When I first bar. moved here in 03, that was that was still a, a big thing. Planet Hollywood was still open. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Now that didn't last. All every that long. once in a while, you'd see some of the bigger acts that were playing at Mississippi Nights, and like you know, a bass player or something would be walking down the sidewalk yeah. to go to another bar to grab a drink before yeah. his set or something. Yeah, those were great, great yeah. times. Oh, great good times, times huh? back in the days, huh? Great guys. times, yeah. You know how many flyers I passed out on that block? Mm-hmm. Yeah, many. <laughs> you know how many times I passed out on that block? Yeah, many. <laughs> many times. More than twice? Yes. I probably put a flyer on your chest. So, hey, man, <laughs> when, you, when you get up, you should you check look, this out. Wait, let me lay down and look up at you. Let me see if you look familiar. <laughs> uh, let's do some news. Oh, yeah. We're going to do some news. And your news being sponsored by... West County Auto Body, the best auto body repair facility in the country. So one of the uh, big news stories yesterday was that uh, Bernie Madoff died. 82 years old, the, uh, the mastermind behind the biggest investment fraud in U.S. history. And I think the, I, I I think the whole story from start to finish of Bertie Madoff is fascinating. Insanely about how he did fascinating. Um, did did uh, did Dan do a time suck on that? I don't know. I've I've watched documentaries, and I it was even a movie called uh, Madoff with Richard Dreyfuss as as Bernie Madoff, and Blythe Danner was his wife Ruth. You know and that it was guy. Pretty, it was pretty accurate and pretty good. That guy is one of those one of those dudes that it's makes a monster. You- well, it just it makes you really ponder the does your name matter? Does your name somewhat attached to your destiny? Because a guy's name is made off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he made well, off sure. with everybody's cash. Like, I mean, come on, this is this guy. He's like a character name. Regardless of you know the made off with his cash name, uh, I mean, he was a huge player on Wall Street when he was when he was uh, doing his Ponzi scheme thing. So he was serving a 150-year sentence, and at the time of his death, he was being treated for terminal kidney failure. So last year, his lawyer tried to get him released from prison, saying he was suffering from end-stage renal disease, kidney disease. And with the, uh, you know, with the pandemic, he's an old man, he's dying, request denied. He's staying in jail. Mm-hmm. And this dude, as I mentioned, was a real piece of garbage. He swindled thousands of people out of their life savings. His scheme began in the early ni- in the I'm sorry in the early 70s and by the time he was arrested in 2008 he had ripped off as many as 37,000 people in 136 countries out of 65 billion dollars. And he ripped off celebrities like Steven Spielberg, like uh, Kevin Bacon as well as ordinary investors. So in a nutshell, like, do you know anything about the, the, how he did it or what, what the scam was, Tony? No. It wasn't originally a scam, right? I remember it was something I mean, like a pyramid I mean, scheme almost, right? Like, uh, but like in the most like... Uh, no, it wasn't a pyramid ...advanced scheme. version of it? No, or? it was more like... Um, it, was, it was stealing from Peter to pay Paul. Right, yeah, exactly. moving money around, basically, correct? So, um, basically, in a nutshell, his firm... So if I invested a ton of money... In the firm. Okay, let's say I invested a million dollars in the firm. And every quarter I got my statements. And I'm like, wow, you know, my million dollars made $250,000. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. It but was, he wasn't investing your money. It was false returns. He was taking other people's investments. And giving it to you as your return. And giving it to return. me saying, yeah. saying, wow, look, you know, I'm, I'm doing good for you. Right. 
Like, Give I'm doing more. good for you. And then people would invest more. So he was just moving money. He was moving money and not making any trades. Yeah, it was just shuffling. No trades. Was he, as a person who's, you guys obviously know the backstory on him more, was he a respected above above board financial guy before he got into this? Or was at he first, always a criminal? At first he was. Okay, he And was. then the stock market started to tank and his investors. So he was legit at first is what I'm saying. His investors got scared and then he started moving the money around to yeah. kind of show like, hey, I'm this wizard. So he and, had everybody's trust. Like, hey, this guy's successful. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, because he was showing returns on paper. Before he was busted, Bernie Madoff was looked at as a self-made, respected Wall Street genius. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like he would get investments from people, I mean, millions upon millions of dollars just off his name alone. Oh, like, it's special to be part of the Bernie Madoff firm. Well, to, be, to have him give a blessing and have your investments with, with Bernie, that's a, it was a huge deal. What was his connection with the Mets? Like, how did he, he almost wrecked him, didn't he? Like, he almost, like, He had their money. Okay, so he he, Damn near killed him. But, like, I mean, no, for real, like, the Mets almost, like, had to go bankrupt, or like they, I mean, they lost almost oh, yeah. everything. Like a charitable, you know, charitable trust funds and damn, and uh, pension funds and just people's life savings were wiped out. Oh, yeah. Somebody here on Twitter said Bernie Madoff almost destroyed the Mets. He was even the, he was even the chairman of the NASDAQ stock market in the 90s. Wow, man. And don't quote me on this, Jeff, when you're asking, like, did it just kind of snowball? It mm-hmm. seemed, it seemed, if I remember right. That's kind of how it went. He, he, like, fudged something to sort of get out of a bit of trouble yep. and take money from here to and, pay this guy. And, and then snowballed. And then would figure it out, and it just snowballed into this enormous thing. And, and yeah, the what do you why, know? The reason why I asked if he was successful before he became a criminal was why did these people trust him with so much yeah. money? Because he already had a, a, a above-board record. Yeah, right. and because it kept f- going. And then, and then he went returns. Bad. You know, like, if you invest with a firm, you get quarterly statements. Right. And, when, and they're faking these quarterly statements saying— Saying, but I, I, you know, I made you so much money this quarter. Yeah, look how, and what look I don't how, understand is, is and how, how do you get out of that? Right. The, they didn't catch this with taxes and all that because they'd see like the money never went to invest in any other thing other than just going to someone else's bank account. Well, his I, big I don't know thing how that is, works, but I think when you pull stuff out, that's when you're having taxes. I don't the, think people were pulling it out necessarily, so there's no capital gains. Tax when the stock there. market hmm. crashed, and uh, what was that? The big last crash was 07, 08 or something. Yeah, housing market. The housing market. Of and the whole when yeah. when Wall Street, I mean, crashed. And Lehman Brothers went bankrupt. Remember that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, people got scared and went to Bernie Madoff to pull their money out. And that's when it got And, uh, you know, he had no money. There was no, there was no money. So, and his wife and his family had no idea what, allegedly, what, what he was doing. In fact, it was one of his sons or both of his sons that went to authorities when he was busted. And even though they weren't involved, the family suffered after his arrest. I mean, the, ma- the name Madoff was, I mean, was mud. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife lost most of the money. Uh, the oldest of his two sons, Mark Madoff, killed himself on the second anniversary of his father's arrest. The other son, Andrew, died from cancer at, at 48 wow. in 2014. Wow. So, Bernie Madoff, bye. Bye. It's pretty tragic. Yeah, I mean, people whose life savings were wiped out because of this a-hole. Yeah, that's why Nicolas Cage is in eight bazillion movies. He had almost everything invested with him. Is that true? Yeah. He's another guy who got wiped out. I thought by. it was just uh, bad investments just buying castles and, and well, that too, but he had, skulls. Yeah, he, he's done that as well. But uh, at least those, you know, you can still keep your uh, I need money. four Irish castles. <laughs> Dude, similar, similar thing, nowhere near the scale, <laughs> was my... Uh, well, somebody that I used to work with. And uh, uh, Jeff, 
in Crap on Celebrities, you talked about this guy getting in trouble for ripping off a bunch of artists. And I went, wait, what's 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 the name? And mm-hmm. you said it again. I was like, that's a guy we used to work with. And sure enough, in the same way, you fudge a little bit of numbers to keep so-and-so happy. And then it's just this cyclone that, that continues and gets bigger and bigger. And how do you get out of it? I don't know if you can, other you than getting busted He's and arrested. And that guy's still in jail. Uh, to the tune of $65 billion here. Uh, in case you haven't heard, uh, the Pentagon confirmed that a leaked UFO video that surfaced online was real Navy footage. And they cannot explain it. So last month, somebody leaked footage to this documentary filmmaker showing unidentified objects hovering above a U.S. Navy warship. And the footage was shot with some kind of night vision equipment. It showed these objects that are, did you see it? Like triangle-shaped, hovering over the deck of this Navy destroyer. You know what? They look like flying pyramids. The video was taken in July of uh, 2019 off the coast of Southern California. So, I mean, the Pentagon says, yep, we don't know what these are. These are unidentified flying objects. Great. So does that mean we're going to make alien contact soon? Yeah! Well, the online betting sites sure think that that's the case. The odds of alien contact this year dropped from 200 to 1 before the Pentagon announcement to 20 to 1. And the odds of contact this month, this month, April, dropped from 500 to 1 to 50 to 1. Let's just hope they're friendly, guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's hope they're friendly. So it seems like people just are ramping up for alien contact because the police in New Jersey got a report about this weird object in a park last week with a wire coming out of it. And when they investigated, they found the device was a homemade UFO detector. (laughs) Yep. The UFO detector was a headphone cord plugged into a soup can attached to a piece of wood. Okay. So do you know it (laughs) doesn't work? Maybe it's not charged yet. We just don't understand the technology. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. To, To the layman, it looks like a... Headphone wire coming out of a soup can attached to a piece of wood, but the aliens know what the deal is. Oh, yeah. Oh, they know. They know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really high-tech inter- stuff. It's an interstellar uh, <laughs> satellite dish. Yeah, I mean, they have super technology. Well, when the aliens come down here and start observing humans, you know, they, you know what they're going to see? Uh, a lot of pimple popping. Oh, good Lord. Okay. <laughs> Do you find it satisfying to pop a pimple? So very much. Uh, y- Yeah. Like some people are really into it. I'm not really. I'm into not it. really into it. No. Yeah. Like I think I think I like if it's one of my own and it's like oh here it goes a poop and bloop oh all right all cool right, yeah. boop but and like bloop. there's there's times where like you know you sit there especially when I was when I was a lot younger like maybe if I get them like on my leg or something and it's almost like ingrown hair you pop it and it goes bloop, bloop, and it starts bleeding I'm like I'm over here going man those fine like I'm about to throw up well yeah the ingrown hairs the, those don't those those are libidoviferous. You check them out. Uh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I did not I have a lot of acne nothing. when I was a kid. Yeah, I did. I, 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 did, I was, thank God I didn't have a lot of acne. Yeah, but I was never that person that, 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 you know, excited. You know, I had pleasure in doing that at all. No way. Well, a new study uh, figured out how many pimples the average person will pop in their lifetime. And I, I'm assuming they're only talking about your own pimples, not just you going around popping juicy ones on, you know, strangers on the street. Hey, man, let me get that. As tempting as that is, you know, I don't know. I don't know some people don't appreciate that. Uh, the average person gets 50, I'm sorry, 65.4 pimples a year, about 40 on their face, 25 on their body. Women have an average life expectancy of 80.5 years, and for men it's 75.1. So if you subtract the years when you're too young to have pimples, that means we, I'm sorry, women will pop 4,153 pimples in the lifetime. Men will pop 
3800 That's gross, and mm-hmm. that's not true for me. <laughs> uh, back in the year 2000, uh, the U.S. had so few cases of syphilis. Health experts were certain the, the, the STD was close to complete eradication. Never count out syphilis. <laughs> Come on, guys. We can do this. <laughs> syphilis was a thing there of the we past. we go. Now the CDC says syphilis is raging again after a 74% jump in cases since 2015. <laughs> syphilis said, you underestimate me? Oh. <laughs> I was just hiding, waiting for the right time. Here I am, syphilis. I'm back. Uh, data shows nearly 130,000 cases of syphilis were reported in 2019. Experts have also found a correlation between the increase in meth use and rising syphilis rates. Hmm. More than a third of women in the western U.S. who have con- contracted syphilis also reported meth use. And the data shows that more babies are contracting syphilis. Congenital syphilis rates have quadrupled between 2012 and 2019. And it's not just syphilis cases that are on the rise. Give me the um, give me the signs of syphilis. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I have to look this up. You pointed to me like I was just gonna hang on. Let me look. The signs of syphilis. <laughs> syphilis symptoms. The overall STD infection rate in the U.S. has hit an all-time high every year for the last six years. Two point five million reported cases. The CDC is also worried about STD rates. In 2020, because testing supplies and contact tracing used for STDs was instead used to fight COVID. So, yep, that's going to probably cause an increase, too. Oh, boy. Just look under the people may experience. What what the hell is C-H-A-N-C-R-E? Jurassic Park. C-H-A-N-C-R-E. Chancer, or is that cancer spelled wrong? No, I mean, they say it 50 times on Healthline.com. Chancer? It's a sore. It's a painless but highly oh, infectious sore. Can- canker? canker. Oh, canker, canker sore. Canker. That's canker. how you spell canker? Uh, I don't know. No, that's shanker. That's that's different. That's different. Is it? Okay. Is I it? think so. The oh, sore know, may appear wherever yeah, the bacteria... Canker's got a K. It's got to have a K, right? I don't, I don't know. No, I don't know. I think that's... This sore shanker. may appear whenever the wherever the bacteria yeah. enter the body, such as on or inside the mouth, genitals, or rectum. Cankers with a K? Yeah. Oh. Here are some secondary symptoms. Headaches, swollen lymph nodes, fatigue, fever, weight loss, hair loss, aching joints. Any kind of a discharge? Hmm. The last stage of infection is uh, of syphilis can cause blindness, deafness, mental illness, memory loss, destruction of bones, neurological disorders such as stroke or meningitis, heart disease. Did I say Napoleon had syphilis? That's why he was so pissed off. Or an infection of the brain and spinal cord. Ooh, this guy's got syphilis on the bottom of his feet. Uh, those oh, those sores. What happened to you, Tim? Syphilis of the foot. Uh, how'd you get that? The, the foot syphilis. Foot syphilis, huh? I don't want that. No. Get me Dr. Scholes. See if he can help me out. Sh- shankers are sores caused specifically by syphilis. Yeah. yeah, I don't want them. I don't like it. I don't want to be around it. Mm-mm. Yeah, I was looking at the difference between a shanker and a tanker. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you guys have uh, moved around quite a bit. Have you ever uh, torn up the carpet in uh, in a house since you moved in? No, but we're getting ready to. Oh yes, yes. yeah, yes. Or that is the plan this, we, uh, this summer. We, uh, you know, we took up a carpet when we moved in our last house. We we took out the carpets upstairs. I'm super excited about. It. Was it totally fun? 
Uh, I, mean, I didn't do it. Oh, yeah. The flooring, the flooring people did, but oh, uh, oh, okay. It was all boring when they tore it up. I was hoping to find something. Mm-mm. I did it like found- a, like a house Easter egg. Oh, I did it and found hardwood floors. It was awesome. Oh wow! It was like, oh my goodness, th- like thank thank goodness. Wow. Yeah, sometimes you find hardwood floors. It was awesome. Um, ours was like boring subflooring. Ugh. Like you know, we're building a house up at the farm. Um, I'm I'm putting a, a siding up, and I drew a penis. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, <laughs> on, on the outside, on the outside wall, and put the siding over it, and. Uh, uh, one day, somebody's going to take that siding off and go, there's a penis there. Yeah, yep. yeah. Tornado comes through, and everybody's going to be offended. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, tornado comes great. through here, and Andy Banker's going to, there's going to be a penis on the building behind him when he's doing a, a live And you know what? Construction people do that all the time. <laughs> they do that all oh, the time. All the time. When they're, when they're you know, putting together buildings or, you know, building any kind of structure, they'll write stuff on, you know, girders or, you know, behind drywall as a joke. You think so? Maybe. hundred uh, percent. Maybe first years. No, no, that's a thing. You don't think 10 years into doing that, Absolutely. they're going to be like, okay, this Listen, is a, I'm a little get past there. this? No, no, no. They all do it. <laughs> I found like little notes and things written, but never anything like that. Do you think the crafty veteran has not drawn penises on girders and then, you know, uh, sheetrock and stuff? I don't know. Oh, no. I don't know. I hadn't this guy's got to, you know, that's hard work. That's hard oh, manual labor. They got to amuse themselves somehow. The pranksters that they are. <laughs> anyway, well, I remember my wife moved into an apartment when we were dating. And uh, her and her dad called me and said, you got to come here. There's some strange stuff on the walls. And it was Pink Floyd lyrics. I go, these are Pink Floyd lyrics. <laughs> Somebody was a Pink Floyd enthusiast. They thought it was like satanic writing. Anyway, um, somebody posted a photo on Reddit earlier this week that uh, showed uh, their in-laws ripped up their carpet and found a huge Monopoly board painted on the floor. Cool. Whoa. Like a giant, completely accurate Monopoly board. Holy really cow. Look at that. Look at How cool that, is that? Dude. Wow. Why? And who knows? The, the, the best theory is that maybe it was part of a short trend in the 50s where people, you know, painted or tiled game boards to their floor. So is that, a, is that above the subfloor? That's above the subfloor. Yeah. So they had that exposed. They had that exposed. I mean, that, that was a decoration in that house at some point. What if they were giants? Or what if it was a game room? And that was their that was their kid's game room. Yeah, who knows? That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if this is Jimmy Monopoly's house? That's all hand-painted, too. You see yeah, that? Think about that, Tony. Yeah, and it's accurate, too. And pretty neat. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like it was colored with pen or marker. That's, a, that's what I mean. That, that's, that's it's hand-done. Hand hand uh, does anybody know what the AP style book is? Yeah. Explain what it is. It's basically, if you are a journalist, you follow this thing to AT. It will tell you about punctuation, capitalization, quoting. Uh, no matter what it is, you follow this. As, you know, when I was a, when I was in college as a sports journalist, this was on me at any right. time I was it, on campus. It traditionally set standards for language in, in print media. Yeah. The AP style book is what it tells you, hey, this is when you should use one space or two spaces. Right. Right, it's the rules that writers use when they when they write articles. Uh, well, they just added a new rule to the book. "Quote: Don't use the term mistress for a woman who is in a long-term sexual relationship with and is financially supported by a man who is married to someone else. Instead, use an alternate uh, alternative like companion, friend, or lover on first reference, and provide additional details later." 
So they don't want you using the word mistress anymore. I guess that is huh. that is that. I, I think homewrecker works better. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they all or of a sudden side piece? How about side piece? Why are they concerned about this all of a sudden? I, I don't know. Because it sounds um, negative. It comes apparently, with a negative connotation. Apparently, the no, reason- it's not demeaning. It's just it's. It's what it is, but people no, want to hide it. Apparently, the reason they don't want that word used anymore because there's no male equivalent. I was just going to say that. I was going to say, is it because it's mistress? I always thought mister would be kind of like that. Be a man. Mister. Mistress. A mistress. Oh, oh, mistress. A mistress. Here's, a, here's, the article. here's another different article right here that says here that the reason that a mistress is taken out is because the official definition of mistress says a woman, and it doesn't say anything about a man. So we got to come up with a word for a man, then. Did you see what their recommendations are to use? Did you say those yet? Uh, companion, friend, or lover. That doesn't say <laughs> what we're trying to say here. It doesn't convey. I can't say, you know, yeah, like... so essentially, we, we've, we, instead, of, instead of making it even, like you said, and figuring out what to, what to put in there... We just eliminate yeah. and then confuse we, people. Yeah, we've now completely taken out a term that represents something. So what are we supposed to use I to represent... That's why I said homewrecker. <laughs> oh yeah, that's better. That'll fly. Uh, side piece. Plus one. <laughs> I wonder. I don't know, but the AP style book says that journalists should not use that anymore. I'm sure it's temporary. I don't think so. It's in the book. Well, it's in the book because right now there's there's no equivalent. Maybe they'll maybe they'll figure out a more. We got to come up with something. Can... We got to come up with something. What we're tasked with. And I'm saying mistresses everywhere must be thrilled at the opportunity to rebrand themselves in a more yeah. favorable light. <laughs> that, is, that is for sure. <laughs> uh, if you are going to uh, uh, risk jail time to steal something, make sure it's worth more than $2. <laughs> Cops in New York are looking for a guy who broke into a frozen yogurt shop on, uh, on Easter and only stole toppings. <laughs> he broke a window of the storage room, reached in, and grabbed what he could, which turned out to be a couple handfuls of toppings like M&M's. He, uh, he also had two kids with him, and he made one of them help by holding a flashlight. I hope it's like a father-son oh, you know, nice, kind of yeah. bonding thing. <laughs> that way someday the business can be Ensign's. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one day, son, this will all be yours. Here's some gummy bears I, I stole. Gummy worms. Father of the year, guys. Father of the year. Oh, right yeah. the same yeah. parole officer. It'll be fine. Yeah. Last I heard, the cops are still looking looking for this guy. But a security camera got a pretty clear shot of his face. And uh, when they do find him, he'll be facing burglary charges. But you know those frozen yogurt shops? You, it's got the soft serve. You put it in the cup, and you go along to the buffet. Menchies. Yeah, I love it. Orange leaf. Buffet of toppings. And then I know my kids would put more toppings than actually ice yeah, cream on there. of course they would. Yeah. I, go, I could just buy you a bag of gummy ba- like a, a bag of gummy worms for way cheaper. It was say, it, okay. It was always funny when I would go there with my ex. Like I, I would, you know, I'm the guy that I would fill up the cup with ice cream and then put like butterfinger butterfinger crumbles on top of it, and that would be it. And she's like, "Look at all this stuff, and you're not putting anything on there." I'm like, "This is a yogurt place. Like, yeah, we're frozen, here for the. I'm here, for, here the for the frozen yogurt. yogurt. I could go to the QT to get a butterfinger if I really wanted that, but I just want this frozen yogurt." With a little bit of something on it. That's it. Yeah, you know, they, they and then they weigh it, and then you pay, you know, right. pay per weight. And I remember the kids would load up on stuff. It's like, you know, my daughter had like 14 pounds. I'm like, what did you put yeah. in here? Yeah. yeah, I'd put my ice cream on there, and they'd go, the scale would go up, and they'd go, all right, that's going to be 581. And they'd go, go ahead and put yours on there. And they put it on there. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a 1215. Yeah, what? I'm like, what are you I'm like, you got six bananas in there. Yeah, I can get the Oreos per gram far cheaper. Far cheaper. So if you're going to do that, just get the yogurt, come in the car, and we will... Uh, <laughs> 
can't be done with this. We'll take our Oreos and crumple them up ourselves. Oh, somebody says that instead of mistress, we should call him mastress. Mastress. Mistress, mastress. I think that could work. Yeah, but it was already. This or what about mistress? Mistress. That doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> That's too tough to say. And don't mistress. Mistress is great. Mistress. 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 I do like mistress and mistress. It's pretty good. Mistress. 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 It could be confusing. It could be. Mistress and mistress. Oh, histress. Histress. Yes. There we go. That's All right, that works. Histress. I always settled down. Yes. All right, that is your news. Hey, it's Riz. Well, 2020 is finally over, and I'm sure we're all saying good riddance. Now is the time to focus on the future. And for many of us, that means our job situation. Whether COVID knocked you out of a job entirely or you just want a new start in 2021, Centric Training can help. The tech industry is expected to flourish as the economy rebounds. And you could be a part of that. How? Centric's hands-on program can get you trained and started in a new IT career, and they could do it in just four months, even if you have no tech experience. Then they help you find a job. 2021 may be the best time ever to change your life, so don't just sit there. Pick up the phone and call Patrick Nealon today. Find out if a career in IT is right for you. Call 314-450-4714 or log on to centric.com STL. At C-E-N-T-R-I-Q dot com slash S-T-L. Centric has trained point listeners from all kinds of backgrounds. Now it's your turn. Technology is the future of St. Louis. Centric can make it your future, and it starts now. Hey, Jeff Burton here for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, including the 400-plus expert tire and automotive service technicians who work at a locally and family-owned company in business since 1976. And the team at Dobbs, they're just hanging out, standing by, ready to service your car, your van, light truck, SUV, CUV, with the tires that you want, but here's the thing, difference, at a price just right for you, for your family, for your family's budget. They're ready when you are to perform that expert auto service too, done right the very first time, including routine stuff, preventative maintenance, complex diagnostic stuff, engine repairs, and we're talking 42 stores all over town, including Dobbs' newest store in West Edwardsville, Illinois. Full-service tire and auto service has never been so convenient, so let the tire and service pros at Dobbs take care of your family's vehicles today. Check out their deals at GoToDobbs.com, then drive into Dobbs and save today. Hey, this is Whitney Cummings, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. I love you. And make sure you join us for our virtual Cinco de Rizzo online fiesta Wednesday evening, May 5th, 6.30. We've teamed up with Schnooks, Cutwater Spirits, and Lucky Lola Salsa for a live virtual event. Chef Will's going to be cooking some, uh, some dishes online during the event. Drinks, giveaways. It's going to be fun. Tickets are on sale now. 30 bucks. Your ticket's going to include a kit with ingredients to cook, especially queso, sample of Lucky Lola Salsa, which we had yesterday, which was terrific. You got the Schnooks Tortilla Chips, samples of Cutwater Spirits Tequila, Lime Margarita, Vodka Mule, sample of the Rockstar Dust Seasoning from Chef Will. So registration is open through April 30th. Space is limited. You got to be 21. Go to 1057thepoint.com for the details. And when you click through to the Schnooks website, make sure you're clicking on the right link for your pickup location because the kit's going to be available for pickup in person like a day or two before the event. Butler Hill, O'Fallon, Missouri, DePere, and Hampton Village. So make sure you click on the link where you want to pick up your kit. Yeah, don't click on the first thing that you see there, necessarily. Go to your location. Go just to take, your location. Just take a second. Just right. take a quick just second. Just read. Not the first thing you see. Just click the, 
click to the right location. Again, get all the details, get signed up for the Cinco de Rizzo event now at 1057thepoint.com. The Rizzuto Show. Here, have some free sh- all right, we've got sets of good or gross jelly beans to give away, signed by us. That's right. The good or gross at-home version. We'll play good or gross tomorrow for uh, for some prizes. But uh, what are we playing, Tones? We are playing. Is it a weed strain or a band? Simple game. You give us a name, Tony. You guys on the phone will have to guess whether it's a band or a weed strain. Would you like to play a quick example with Jeff? Sure. Okay, Jeff. Okay. Tone? Rage Against the Machine. <clears throat> Is that a weed strain or a band? Did you say Rage Against the Machine? I'm going to go, oh, obviously, it's a weed. That's Damn a band. It. Damn it. That's a band. What an idiot. How about Moon? Is, that, is it a newer band? Moon. Maui Wowie. <laughs> yes. Oh, Maui Wowie? Maui Wowie. What is that? That's straight out of half-baked. That's a weed strain. That's a weed strain, huh? Weed, man. There you go. <laughs> Two out of three right, you win. Simple contest. All right, let's go to the phones, and we will start with uh, Jerry in Farmington. Good morning, Jerry. Terry. Well, yes. Carrie, it says Jerry on my screen, so I'm mm-hmm. going to call you Carrie because that's right and what Scott put up is wrong. <laughs> did he put G-E-R-I? <laughs> he did. All right. He did. I just read what's on the screen there, uh, Carrie, Jerry. All right, Carrie, uh, Jerry. Play. Here's your first one. UK Cheese. Bam. UK Cheese is... Weed, man. Oh, one wrong. One wrong. Come on, Carrie, Jerry. Let's rebound. Lamb's bread. Band. Lamb's bread is? Weed, man. Oh, I did enjoy our time together. I did. With Carrie Jerry. Nothing went right for Carrie Jerry. UK yeah, not even the, Not even the name. Nope. Not even the name on my screen. From the start. Is it a Chasse? Hi. Or is it, oh, it's Chase. Hi. It's Chase. Okay. Uh, Chasse. <laughs> All right, Chase. Here we go. Again, weed strand or band? Let's get out of this terrible sandwich shop. That's a band. That's a band. What a terrible name. That's an awful name. That's an awful band name. Let's get out of this terrible sandwich shop? What are they thinking? They were probably stuck doing gigs in a sandwich shop and wanted to get better and get on the road. Probably smoking that UK cheese. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Cool t-shirts. Why would you want to leave a sandwich shop, though, if you were high? (laughs) Probably thought it was a great name. I get a pickle spear. All right, Chase, next. Willie's Wonder. Weed, man. Willie's Wonder. Weed, Weed, man. Man. (laughs) All right, Chase, hang on. Is that Willie Nelson? Is that his? Is I, have, his? I have no idea. I don't know, but that was a confident answer from Chase. Mm-hmm. Confident. Willie's Wonder would be maybe Willie Nelson's weed strain or named after him. Or taking advantage of the name Willie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin in St. Peter's. Good morning, Justin. Good morning, Riz. Happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. All right, weed strain or band? This is serious, Mom. Oh. I'm going to have to go with uh, band. That's band. Nice. Yeah. Yep, your instinct uh, served you well there, Justin. All right, next. Well, I was going to say. All right. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, Justin. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say that last strain you did with the last uh, last one. Didn't anybody ever hear the song, You Don't Smoke Weed with Willie? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Who sang that song? <laughs> 
Uh, well, country <laughs> dudes. Never yeah. smoke weed. Uh, Toby Keith. Willie Willie again. Again. Toby, oh, Toby Keith. Keith, huh? Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. All right. All right, next one. Uh, 30 odd foot of grunts. Oh, that's got to be a band. That's a band. Yep. That's Russell Crowe's band. And one yep. second, and, uh, Yes. All right. I was going to say, and also, uh, back to the reaching into women's purse things. Yeah, one of my exes had a taser in there once that was unsheathed, and the button was damn near being, nope, dang near being pressed. And I reached my hand in, and I got tased. So yeah, don't reach into women's purse. Don't we? Ooh. You never know what you're going to find. Uh-uh. Thank you, Justin. Hang yep. on. What is Russell Crowe's band name again? 30 Odd Foot of Grunts. Probably cool. smoking the lambs, the lambs bread. Yeah, you yeah. can't cheese, man. Get <laughs> cheese. Okay, All right, Gary, you ready to play? Yep. Happy birthday, Riz. Thank you, Gary. Here we go. Weed strain or band name? Okay, this is B E R R Y Barry White. Weed. Barry White is weed, man. Weed. Yes. All right. Next on a roll. Penis fly trap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, band. Penis slide trap. That's a band. Yeah, baby. All right, Gary, hang on. We're on a roll here. I like this. Yeah, things are going Keep it going. Things are going Kyle, let's go. You ready? Morning. Yep. All right, Kyle. Half man, half biscuit. Band name? What did you say, band? Band. That's a band. That's right. There you go, buddy. All right, next. Beer drinking, breath stinking, sniffing glue. Band. That's uh, the end eventually. Weed, man. That's weed. Yeah. Really? You had a good run, guys. That's Beer drinking, breath stinking, sniffing glue. That's the weirdest name. That sounds like something I would not want to smoke. Nope. Okay, uh, last one here. Colon on the cob. <laughs> That's got to be a band name. Yes, it is. Boy. Yes, it is. Nice. Kyle. Go, Hang on. All right, let's get one more. One more. Scott Hillsborough, you there? Hey, good morning. All right, Scott, last contestant. Here we go. Weed strain or band name? Scary Bubbles. You're going to have to be weed. That's weed. weed. I don't know about you guys, but I'm seeing all sorts of bubbles, and they're scaring me to death. All right, Scott, last one. Scary Bubbles. Where's my bike? Where's my bike? Got to be you got some of that where's my bike i know where it is so good you won't be able to find your bike it's, where's man. my bike you don't even have a bike man you, no i've seen it it's behind the scary bubbles riz one or two here excuse me one. mr tree okay. wicked lester wicked lester uh, we can go weed that is, oh, I'm sorry, that's a band. Oh, no. Wicked Lester. Very familiar. It does sound similar. What was uh, Jada Pinkett's uh, band? Jeff, you know this. She came in the studio that one time. Will Smith's wife had like anything a, whatsoever. Will Smith's yeah. wife had like a, a hardcore. hardcore yeah, she was a hardcore. She wore, they all wore the, the, the dark puffer coats, played over Pops. Yeah, she wore a, a seven they, they were on a couple of Ozfests. Uh, well, I she, got when it. She came in. She was over. Is it time. Wicked Lester? No. Nope. Is, is it Wicked something or other? Mm-hmm. What is it? Wicked Wisdom. Wicked. Oh, Wisdom. that's right. They're a two battle band. Wicked Wisdom. So who's Wicked Lester? Uh, Wicked Lester looks like uh, just some 
some guys. All right, just some dudes. Dudes. There they are. <laughs> there they are. I wonder so which a bunch one. of long-haired smoking yeah. that UK cheese, huh? <laughs> I wonder which Got one is Wicked. Get the kids hooked on Got Willy Wonder. Get a job. Which one is Wicked? Huh? Got some of those, uh, where's my bike? Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, you don't even own a bike. And I'm a tree and you're talking Got to some me. of those, where's my bike joints? Yeah. Let's get high. <laughs> Pseudo show, traffic and weather. All right, after the break, uh, we'll start crap on celebrities, and uh, hopefully Bill Burr will call in in the middle, around 8.15. I'm excited to talk to Bill Burr. I'll be honest with you, I'm a little nervous. I'll be nervous. I'm a big fan. We're here for you. I don't like uh, interviewing my heroes. You know what I'm saying? This could go, this could go sideways. I don't know. Hey, this is Ben Bailey, member of the prestigious Third Timers Club, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. So in about 10 minutes, Bill Burrow will be calling in. He's got a couple shows at the Fox coming up in September. We'll give all the details and chat with Bill Burr about some stuff. Crap on celebrities here in uh, just a moment. Uh, today's April 15th, back of the day, 156 years ago, 1865. Abraham Lincoln died at 7.22 a.m., Andrew Johnson was sworn in as the 17th president. Lincoln was the first president to be assassinated. Shot the night before at Ford's Theater by actor John Wilkes Booth. So we've had four assassinated presidents. After Lincoln, can anybody name the other three? JFK? Well, obviously well Kennedy. JFK, yes. Uh, yeah, I, you're going to say him. I'm going to know it. Um, I've, had this Cleveland. Tri- I've had this trivia before. No, Cleveland no. was not assassinated. No. Oh, man. Starts with an M? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Matt McGuffey. Miller? President McGuffey. No, no McGuffey, no. We never, Madison, we never had a, Miller. Madison. No, no, we never uh, had a President Miller. Miller. No, not Millard Fillmore. Millard Fillmore. William McKinley. 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 Yeah, we were working and, that out. Uh, was it uh, not Garfield? Garfield. James, James, James Garfield. Garfield. Yes. Yep. Garfield. Yep. Yep. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Lincoln, Garfield, McKinley, I thought. I thought Garfield was attempted, but it didn't. Uh, 74 years ago, 1947, Jackie Robinson became the first African-American to play in a regular season Major League Baseball game. 66 years ago, 1955, Ray Kroc opened the first McDonald's restaurant in De Plain, Illinois. You ever see that movie, The Founder, with... Uh, yeah, damn it. It's great. With, uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Keaton. Dude, it's he, great. He's so said. good. That's a great movie. I remember you uh, raving about that. Mm-hmm. Real quick, the reason I didn't think Garfield, he died 80 days after he got shot. Mm. So it was, I mean, it was a, it was a third of the year later when he Still died. Counts. Oh, 100 percent counts. Well, Reagan might have killed Reagan then, because he died after he got shot. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember when so his technically uh, everyone has died. His, uh, what was it, shot. Secretary of uh, Secretary of something, State uh, Defense, uh, James Brady? He was shot. During the Reagan assassination attempt, yeah, and he wound up dying, you know, many years later, and they said it was murder because of wounds sustained years, years Whoa. prior. He's the one that was shot in the head, right? He's the one that was paralyzed. Yeah. Oh, it was paralyzed. Jeez. I thought I knew it was something pretty massive. Yeah. Let me see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Twenty years ago, two thousand one, Joey Ramone, the lead singer of the Ramones, died at the age of forty nine from lymphatic cancer. And eight years ago, 2013, more than 260 people were wounded. Three people were killed when two bombs went off near the Boston Marathon finish line. That was eight years ago today, the Boston Marathon bombing. Man, I remember watching them hunt. What was that guy's name? Sayer. 
Or fight him in a boat or something? Uh, he was hiding yeah. in a boat. Yeah, yeah the Dude. one brother was killed in a shootout with the cops. The other, the younger one, uh, was found. I the mean, next they day. They found him. Yep. Hide in the backyard. In the backyard a uh, of a boat that was covered, and the tarp was blowing. And that's why they were like, we should check that out, because the rest of the tarp is all, like, clipped in, and that one part that was, was blowing. I don't remember, but he was apparently, Sar- quote-unquote, quote-unquote, cute. And remember when he was- He was on the cover in, of Rolling Stone. Jail. Yeah, dude, all, all these, like, people were, were doing the whole Ted Bundy thing, where they're like, oh, he's so cute. Sarnayev, Reaching right? out to him. Joe Carr Sarnayev. Yep. Yeah, wasn't he on the cor- uh, on the cover like Rolling Stone magazine, smiling or something like that? People were pissed off. I can't remember. Yeah, I just that remember. Was a wild, I just remember sitting. It, it happened. The bombing happened on a Thursday, right? It was either a Wednesday or a Thursday that the bombing happened because that remember. Friday, the following day, they found him in the boat. Because remember, there was like the, the high speed chase, and there was all that that happened overnight. And then they found him in the boat. And I remember sitting at my in the living room eating dinner, getting ready to go DJ at the bar. And I remember it happening, and I called one of my buddies who was just as into it as I was, like, all the coverage and everything. I remember sitting there, and I go, are you watching? Are you watching? Are you watching? He goes, yeah, yeah, You think he's in there? I'm like, yeah, I think he's in there. And as soon as they went in and he came out, I go, they got him! And like, yeah, like, celebrated. I was at, like, I was at the uh, the Emporium in the Loop at a gig. It was a 420 gig we had. <laughs> yeah, the head shop yeah. down in the Loop. All right, that's what happened back in the day. And now, Crap on Celebrities. All right, time to find out what's going on in the world of music and entertainment with your Crap on Celebrities. We have all heard of, if not seen, the TV show The Bachelor. A little reality show where a uh, bachelor dude is set up with uh, single females, and they all, you know, have a little bit of a competition for the end result, getting, I guess, a rose and a, maybe a proposal. And maybe a wedding, yeah. That sort of thing. Uh, so The Bachelor, unless they've changed the format, should be heterosexual. Is that correct? Well, if, if, if the, this if particular is. game. If the people are women, well, yeah, well, that's for what's his part. I, which yeah. I just said, it's a male Bachelor and female. So you right, would yeah, think, yeah, think they're straight. Nobody told Colton Underwood that, a former Bachelor who has now come out as gay. Uh, he was with uh, Robin Roberts on Good Morning America. And he told us, he said he's the happiest and healthiest he's ever been before. But during the show, he was going through the motions as being heterosexual. He was a flaming heterosexual. <clears throat> he really was. And in fact, you know the actor comedian that Billy Eichner? You know oh, who Billy this is? Oh, yeah. Billy on yeah. the street. Billy on the street. Hilarious. He back in 2019, he kind of actually gave him a heads up about it. The first thing I do, I'm gay. I know that's a shock, Colton. And that I think you should look into. Maybe you're the first gay bachelor and we don't even know. I, I no. <laughs> Put that in your promo. See you later. So that was like ghost, ghost, you know, uh, Nostraganus. (laughs) Saw it coming. Colton Underwood, you could hear him in the background be like, I I don't. So he went through the whole thing and he actually matched up with this lady named Casey who uh, uh, he wound up choosing. Uh, They wound up having a pretty nasty breakup. Uh, So obviously Robin Roberts was like, well, what about all the women that you misled? Is this uh, him there? Uh, Apologizing uh, to them, yes. Apologizing. Do I regret being The Bachelor? And do I regret handling it the way that I did? I do think I could have handled it better. You think? I'll say that. I just wish I wouldn't have dragged people into my own mess of figuring out who I was. I genuinely mean that. Colton also sharing a message for Cassie. It's hard for me to articulate exactly what my emotions were in going through that relationship with her. 
was because I obviously had an internal fight going on. I'm sorry for any pain and emotional stress I caused. I wish it wouldn't have happened the way it did. Well, it'll be okay. Yeah, and he was famous for being a uh, being the uh, uh, virgin bachelor. And I guess we kind of. Mm, He's why. if you I, I haven't never seen the watched bachelor. one minute of that. Same show. here, same here. Neither have I, but I have seen the scene. It's it became a meme. It became a, a gif. It became everything. You watch it. It's okay, Tony. I haven't though. I probably would like it to be honest with you. Of him running and jumping over a fence. If you've ever seen the clip of like somebody on the bachelor running and jumping over That's a fence because he was trying to escape. It's him. That's him. Okay. Uh, and it's really nice that he's coming out and talking about it and being very open about mm-hmm. it as he's uh, uh, working on a Netflix Netflix series about it. So, mm. uh, Vin Diesel, John Cena, Helen Mirren in the trailer for F9, The Fast Saga. It is hitting theaters January um, June 25th. Trailer is on the blog. So I figured this would be a great time to do another round of Fast and Furious or Triple X with Tony. So there's five drops in there. All right. So Vin you Diesel, have the answers. Vin Diesel is uh, is in Triple X, the movie, and uh, he's in the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, I thought we were talking about Pan. Okay. <laughs> uh, do they make any more Triple X movies? I mean, I think there was one. There was like two with Vin Diesel. There was one with Ice Cube, Ice Cube and I think that's yeah. it. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think they've only made three of them. All right, which Tony. Is tell too, me too many. Tell me if this is Fast and Furious or Triple X. You work for Harry, right? Yeah, I just started. You Fast just and Furious, fired. the first one. That's Fast. Uh, look at you. Nice. Fast and Furious. All right. Yeah. Tony, Fast and Furious or Triple X? I used to drag here back in high school. It's uh, Fast and the Furious. That railroad crossing out there is exactly a quarter mile away from here. On green, I'm going for it. Yeah, that's oh, green. And he runs into a train. Idiot. <laughs> All right, uh, Fast and Furious or Triple X? Well, I did my job. Thank you. I'm coming home. I don't know that, so I'm going to say Triple X. That's Triple X. All right. How about, nice. how, about, how about this one? It was only a Corvette. Uh, the Fast and Furious. It's <laughs> Triple X. Whoa, what? Really? Busted. You got the it's Triple X. Well, then there you go. Uh, one more, one more. Look at me. Do I look like a fan of law enforcement? I don't know that, so I'm going to go Triple X. All right. Yeah. This new film's budget is just over two hundred million dollars. Wow, in that one. And those so. movies do. Well. I like that Shobbs and Hall. Uh, movies do incredibly. Hobbs well. and Shaw, not Hobbs. What did I say? Shobbs and Hall. Calvin and Hobbs, not Calvin <laughs> and Hobbs. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Hobbs and Hall. Shaw and Hobbs <laughs> was good. That was I like that one. Uh, what do you guys? Who do you guys think that everybody uses the most as far as streaming is concerned? Streaming services Hulu. Are concerned. Like, who is everybody's favorite when it comes to best original programming? That sort of thing. Man, I... When was the poll taken? Yeah, that's a great question. 2021. I'm going to say Netflix is still, is still top. Maybe Max. Netflix was mentioned 38% of the time, meaning they're a number one per Wall Street, uh, best original programming. And again, this is on the 2021 survey. 12% of respondents said Amazon Prime is best as far as original programming. And then Disney Plus, Hulu, HBO Max after that scored anywhere from 6 to 7%. Me either. It's great. But that's more movies, right? Yeah, yeah, but there's there's a couple original series that are wonderful. Like when I want quick watches and stuff that I could just stop and kind of pick up. Yeah. I don't like to do that with movies. I don't like to stop movies and pick them up. 
If you I wanna, can do that with documentaries. If you want a quick watch thing, that's probably only going to be one season. That's that's on Amazon. Upload is funny. And then Billy Bob Thornton's TV show that was three seasons. What was that Goliath? Yeah, Goliath. Fantastic. That was good. Yeah. They they got really good stuff. That's kind of sleeper. I'm making my way through the uh, the, the new Marvel thing. How many streaming services do you guys have? Because it's up a little bit from 2020. Four. I, I think I have them all. I think yeah. I got I got Hulu, Netflix. You guys raised the bar on that Amazon though, because Prime. you guys watch so much stuff. The Disney Plus. Oh, I'm sorry. I have five. Apple Plus. Te- technically, I have uh, Peacock. 2.5 streaming services per U.S. household right now, which is up from 2.3. So it went up a little bit. So uh, there's a website, highspeedinternet.com, set out to determine the most popular Netflix shows in every country. I think America, you'd probably be able to figure out. Top show in the U.S. and Canada is. Uh, Bridgerton. Ishes Creek. Ah. Oh. Mexico, Stranger Things. Uh, the show is also number one in uh, 14 other countries, too. So, I believe we have our uh, our guest on the uh, on the celebrity line here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bill Burr is on the phone. Hey, hey, hey. Bill Burr, buddy. Hey. It's nice to be on the celebrity line. I knew this felt special. It's not It's not really the celebrity line. I just called it that because you're calling. It's the hotline. I love it. The hotline oh, is I wanted, to, I wanted to be on the celebrity line. I for felt you, special. For you, it's a celebrity Thank line. Thank you. Uh, Bill Burr Thank is, you. is at the uh, Fabulous Fox Theater, Wednesday, September 29th, Thursday, September 30th. Handful of tickets left for the 30th. Um fabulousfox.com for tickets. Are you ready to get away from the family, Bill, and get on the road? I think they're ready for me to get away from the family and get on the road. Uh, I've actually kind of enjoyed uh, not going to LAX. I love the shows and I love the people and stuff, but not having to go to an airport. And uh, we have a very full flight. Please don't stick your jackets in the overhead compartment. I did not miss that, but uh, I do miss Going, I miss doing stand-up inside. Uh, I've been doing shows in parking lots and in <laughs> in fields behind motels and stuff like that. But I, it's been oddly. Uh, I had a lot of fun, like relearning how to play Hell Rooms, like something that I, I learned how to do when I first started. To kind of have to go back was actually, I think, made me a better comedian. So I'm very excited to. Uh, Come out there to St. Louis, man. I really am. Well, your buddy, uh, Bert Kreischer, was really the first person to do the drive-in uh, comedy shows. And I know you've done you've done a couple of them. And uh, when somebody goes to a drive-in comedy show, are they supposed to honk their horns when uh, when they like a joke? Because uh, I haven't been that to was what, That's what we thought at first, and that turned out to be a really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> so... They ended up, uh, yeah, it ended up just becoming like you're trying to do stand-up in a traffic jam where the light is broken. And the, the, idiot in, the idiot in front hasn't figured it out to go, so everybody's, it just sounded like everybody was mad. Um, so they did other things like noisemakers. It's so funny because all of that stuff before the pandemic would be like, no, don't do that, don't do that. So, yeah, we tried to figure, I did a stand-up show for the comedy store they did it right outside the rose bowl there's a golf course right out there so we were on some big grassy area and there was like 700 cars and there was a few people sitting in the back of pickup trucks you could hear them and it was like literally i felt like i was in a sci-fi movie and i was like pleading for my life and i couldn't tell if it was going good or if it was going bad but i actually kind of learned how to 
like, I don't know. I can kind of stay in the pocket now with absolute silence. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see how that affects me when I actually can see uh, people. But um, I got a whole bunch of new jokes, and I can't wait to go. I can't wait to bring my ignorance to the great city of St. Louis. Well, I, I, I've been, you know, I listen to, to both your podcasts, the uh, the Monday Morning Podcast and your your Bill Burt podcast. So I know I know what Bill Burt has been up to. You've been playing the drums. You've been uh, trying yep. to fly a helicopter. You've been doing the acting mm-hmm. thing. I, I want to get to the drumming thing because I listened to that last podcast you did with that guy talking about practicing. Like, I listened to the whole damn grabbed, thing. Yeah. And uh, how often do you practice? And what do you do? You jam out to songs? What are you listening to? Or are you, or are you just kind of doing fills and, and doing, uh, you know, practicing that way? My practice, I don't know, a lot of it's like technique, trying to sit up straight, trying to relax trying to hit the drum, get out of the way of it, just really basic stuff. And then there might be a couple of, like, fills that I'm working on or there might be, like, a new exercise where it's like you're trying to play what you hear, uh, just stuff like that. And I only do it for, like, 20 minutes. So then once you start feeling yourself get burned out, you just get fun and you put on your, your music and you butcher songs. <laughs> like, 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 do you, <laughs> like, do you have headphones and, and you're playing along to ACDC? What, what are you jamming out to? Well, you know, my holy grail has always been the the 16th note triplet of, of uh, good times, bad times. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have like three songs that kind of work their way up to BPM so I can kind of play along to good times, bad times a little bit. Um, it's like, uh, what is it? The first one is uh, Black Dog is actually at 84 BPMs. Traveling Riverside Blues is at 90. Mm-hmm. And then Good Times, Bad Times is at 95. So sort of gradually working my way up. Well, but, um, I know you used to put your... You used to bring your drums on tour with you. So if you were playing Madison Square Garden, you'd have your drums set up on stage. So technically, you play drums at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, no, no, no. I would rent a drum kit. I would rent a drum kit um, when I would go to these things. Yeah, and Josh Adam Myers, who did the, uh, I can't can't, can't say it on the radio, the GD Comedy Jam. Um, He used, if he had a gig in town, um, if there was like a festival and I was doing like a, yeah, if I was doing like MSG or something, I would rent just a bunch of equipment and we would go in there and, uh, and have a good time. I did it at the LA forum one time and the LA forum, we had so much fun and we played for so long. When I got off stage, I was like, Oh my God, I don't think I have anything left for the show. <laughs> like I had a little panic attack because we, <laughs> we played, it was great. Conan O'Brien came down who is really good guitar yeah, player good and guitar singer player. and everything. Yeah, we had a great time. Like, you know, did you record I think any also, of that like, stuff? The, did you yeah, record video any of it? Of it this, yeah, there's video of it out there uh, somewhere. I think Josh Adam Myers, I think he he posted it. Yeah, there's, there's some video of it somewhere. I got, you know, these stupid phones, you take like 9 million pictures every day and then everything just gets like lost. It's like trying to find like your favorite photos, like trying to find a show on Netflix. We just scrolling and scrolling like you get overwhelmed. Yeah, well, I, I, Guns N' Roses played here at the at the Dome. Uh, it was the first time Guns N' Roses played St. Louis since the riots. You know, the riots back in oh, yeah. uh, back in the '90s. They tore apart the amphitheater here. Uh, Axl Rose was like yep. banned from the city, and you know, and on on Use Your Illusion, he had F St. Louis in the liner notes. So Guns N' Roses finally made their return. You know, been 30 years back to St. Louis playing the Dome. The person right in front of me recorded the whole damn show on their phone and would not put their phone down the entire show. And I started yelling, you're never, yeah, never going to see I this. You're never going to watch this again. 
Yeah, I don't care. Not to mention everybody else is also recording it. Yeah, I don't do that like, uh, you know, uh, when I go to shows and stuff. Like, I, I don't do any of that. I'm, I'm an old guy, dude. I don't, I don't do any of that. But I'm glad he's, uh, Axel is welcome back because, you know, I felt like after what happened that there was definitely a certain feeling as a ginger when you came to uh, St. Louis because of, or preceded him. So, it was, it, yeah, it was nice. <laughs> I'd get harassed if I was out too late. Has has any band um, has any band asked you to jump on stage with them to play any big band? The first time it ever happened was uh, Victor Wooten. You can believe that it's wow. one of the greatest bass players in the world. Dang. Oh yeah! And I went up there, and what was amazing was he was pulling out all of these beasts out of the crowd. Uh-huh. So he had a keyboard player, and the guy would come up there and like be like, on a, I mean, you know, he's at Herbie Hancock level, but it was like playing like Chick Corea stuff and everything. And they had him pulling up all these beats, and I was just like, and we got a comedian out there. And I was like, oh, no. And I was like, wanted to shrink down. And my wife just looked at me. She's like, you have to go up. And I was like, all right, I get it. If I don't go up, I'm not a man. And then that's it. You start banging the pool boy. Okay. And I just went up there. <laughs> all righty. I guess I got to go fight this guy. Yeah, it was one of those deals. And, and I had, like, the best time. After I after, you know, went up there, uh, Vic and all those guys were just, just amazing, uh, amazing people. But, like, I think pretty much, um, I'm trying to think. No, I think, like, you know, when you go to see a band, they have a job to do, you know, and <laughs> they don't want to bring some, you know, idiot comedian up there, oh, especially that's, as that's the drummer. True. That's you know what I mean? True. Like, you can somebody, hide. If somebody said, hey, Bill Burr's in the audience, you know, let's bring him up to play, you know, play a tune with us. Do people go nuts? I mean, got I think, let me just get, let you know where I'm at. As much as I'm selling comedy tickets, when I walk down the street, nobody bothers me. Like, yeah, the only time I get, if I just did a show and I walk out, people are like, hey, you're that guy that tells the jokes. But other than, other than that, like, yeah, so that would be a bad move. Uh, listen, now. For a, a, a band to bring me out. Dude, hey, we got the- this guy that. You're on the Mandalorian. You know who he is. Hey, you're on a Disney show, Bill. I mean, you're on the Mandalorian. People know you now. My son knows who you are. Disney has a lot of shows. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you know something? It's like if I'm wearing the Star Wars getup, I think Uh then they recognize you. You know what I mean? Like I've looked at the guy's face that, that plays Darth Vader a million times, but unless he's wearing all that that whole black thing with the cape, I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, you're the Darth Vader guy." Um, Aren't you the guy inside the C3PO outfit? <laughs> your, fa- your face is showing. I only get recognized when I'm in the store and I have my headphones on. <laughs> well, listen, that's hilarious. Well, listen, Lando Calrissian is Lando Calrissian, but when he's in street clothes, it's like, "Hey, it's the Colt 45 guy." Yeah, you're right. He's right. Yeah, you gotta. I'm telling you, you gotta have on this space age outfit, or like no one sees you. It's kind of cool, actually. Well, were you were you a Star Wars fan at all? You know, when you were younger, did uh, did you watch all the movies? Were you enthusiast? Because now you're in. Now you're in. I mean, all these Star Wars geeks know who you are, and I'm sure you get asked questions all the time. You may not have an answer to them, but you got to. I wasn't them. into. I wasn't into it because it came out in in like what seventy seven. Mm-hmm. I, I, with the house I lived in, the UHF antenna was busted. So wherever they advertised that movie, like, we didn't have it. So, like, my parents were watching, like, the Lawrence Welk show. So I was a little bit out of the loop. Right. So I just remember it came out over the summer. And when I came to school in September, everyone was talking about it. I had no idea what they were talking about. And 
you know, back then when a movie went away, if you missed it, you missed it. Yes. So we missed it. So I had to listen to people for all of those years. Like it was like four years, I think, before uh, I almost said Battlestar Galactica. What was it? <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. When the se- when the second one came out, um, that was speaking of uh, Battlestar Galactica. What a horrific ripoff of Star Wars, oh. where they had that stupid little that little beady 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 thing, that little robot. Yeah. So I'm surprised I, I, Lucas I liked- didn't sue the crap out of him. Yeah, I know. Well, he probably should have, but I liked the second one. And then by the time the Ewok one came out and everything, I was just too old. I was like 14 mm-hmm. or something. So I never really quite connected to it. And when it first came back, that was the Jar Jar Binks one, which stunk. So <laughs> I was just like, I was like, all right, I, this, this isn't for me. But you know, it's funny is throughout the years, I've really made fun of Star Wars only because People were so into it, you know, it's yeah. sort of the job of a comedian. Like, oh, do you guys really like that? I'm going to make fun of it. So <laughs> there has been stuff out there where people think, like, I, I actually took the time. That you really hate Star Wars. It's like, no, I hate the Montreal Canadiens. I, I just make fun of Star Wars. It's <laughs> not like a real hatred. But um, to be in it now, the way John Favreau's doing it and mm-hmm. doing it like where it's, I think he's sort of... Um, he did the perfect combination where one of the hardest things to do where he st- it's, kids can still watch it and enjoy it, but so can adults, which takes you to like um, all of the classic TV that I've ever seen, everything from Bugs Bunny and Sesame Street mm-hmm. when I was growing up, that, that to try to thread that needle where adults are entertained and so are kids is amazing. And Rick Famuyiwa, who wrote both of those episodes, I remember showing up and he was like going on the first, the first season – he goes, yeah, this is going to be sort of like a Reservoir Dogs kind of vibe. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be sick. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really not pretty cool. It's, it's awesome to be a part of it. And uh, those Star Wars fans are pretty, uh, they're pretty dedicated, they're, man. Sure they're, they, they're, they're very they, intense. <laughs> I'm sure they're quite intense. No but, they're, but, no, but they're like, it's different. Sports fans are intense. You know what I mean? Like those, they're way more intense. Like Star Wars fans are are very like they're kind of polite. Like they're really like, you know, nerding out and stuff. And uh, it's been really cool to meet them. But like, uh, it's a completely different vibe than sports fans, where it's like, you know, you know, sports fans come to me, oh, what's up with the flight gate? Uh, F the Patriots, and it's you know, like, hey, like your stuff, you know, after they like insult you and your team so well i, I know you're very passionate a little different you're very passionate about uh boston sports and and actually you had, you had some nice things to, nice things to say when the blues beat the bruins to get the cup back in oh god it's not forever ago like 2019 yeah you, you you were like hey man good for st louis you deserve it better team won. i didn't hear any uh ranting and raving from you Oh, you didn't listen to my podcast then. <laughs> I, I actually, I did listen on purpose, and I thought you were okay with it. No, I'm always going to congratulate, but it was frustrating to watch a team play Bruins hockey and beat us with it when they sort of penalized that style of play. So we got rid of all of our tough guys, and then you guys came in, we're running our goalie, and we had no one to answer the bell. And I've never seen that in the history of watching the Bruins. That was very difficult to what watch. Do we, do we break I, was happy, I was happy. I was happy for uh, St. Louis, and because uh, I knew it was like a big hockey and town. And 
he had gone all those years and not winning it. So, you know, I'm not going to be like that level of a jerk that I'm, I'm going to not say like congratulations. <laughs> and one of my regrets is I, I wish I, I saw the St. Louis Blues in that original place because it sounded amazing. What was the other? What was the original place? Is this the, called the uh, arena? arena. Oh, the arena? arena. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, the the barn or something yeah, like that. Barn. I remember seeing a, some guy like in some blues bar wrote a song about it. I'm like, all right, this is a sports town. I'm at a blues night. This guy's not singing about you know some backdoor man like the usual five things blues <laughs> singers sing about. Um, he's actually singing about a hockey arena, and nobody has a problem with it. I'm like, okay, these people are rabid sports fans, and also you know. Uh, St. Louis Cardinal fans, oh, amazing, yeah. uh, knowledgeable, like baseball fans, um, you know, and plus I used to watch this week in baseball when I was growing up. So oh, yeah. I saw a lot of stuff. Oh, you know what guys, I'm on a radio tour. It's like every 15 minutes. I got a call up. Oh, so. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. I was having a good time. All right. Bill Burr, Fox so. Theater, Wednesday, September 29th and the 30th. Handful of tickets left for the 30th. FabulousFox.com for tickets. Bill Burr, thank you so much, and uh, good luck on the tour and everything and the rest of your radio. All right, thing guys. We'll today. see you. Thanks, there he is, Bill Burr, everybody. Oh, I got the wrap-up. Yep. Oh, man. He really was good at Mandalorian. Yeah. And it's even cooler to find out that he's not like a fan. He didn't push himself into it to try to get I a part so of the Star Wars thing. I had so much to talk to him about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even talk about the King of Staten Island. I want to talk about that. That's okay. Have you seen it? Yeah. It was you, wonderful. You liked it? <laughs> it was <Yeah>. wonderful. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, hey, I wanted to tell him. I wanted to tell him. I wanted to tell him. I think that... That's your Garth Brooks, huh? I loved you in the King of Staten Island. <laughs> That's your Garth Brooks? No. Well, I mean, I, I mean, he's my comedy like Garth Brooks. I, I, I think he's up there for me. Like as far as modern comics go, I think you did a wonderful job. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Well, thanks. I mean, look, I even uh, notes. Aww, I had notes, guys. He hey. does have notes, guys. There are notes here. I had notes. See, it said King of Staten Island movie for date night. It was going to lead into something. In parentheses, it says, "Should I move this question up so I make sure I get to it?" <laughs> Well, my point was going to be with Bill. Yeah. If I ever get to interview him again, maybe it's September. I don't know. Stop by. But um, I watched King of Staten Island by myself. And I regretted it because that was a movie. Because, I'm, you know, I said, oh, my wife's not going to like Bill Burr and, you know, Pete Davidson. It's going to be crude humor. It's going to be, you know, childish stuff. But it was a movie where my wife would have enjoyed it, too, because it was a movie with, like, a good... A good-hearted message. Why can you not rewatch it? I don't want to do that. Oh, I already come saw it. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you, you, I'm sure there's things that you missed. You haven't, you haven't watched a movie and then gone, oh, man, my lady would really like this. Hey, let's watch this. Yeah, I I'll you watch, watch it, it again with you. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> if it's good, watch you it You go over there and watch that, and then oh, we'll talk. Oh, you watch it by yourself. <laughs> it's breaking. There's. Are we still in crap on celebrities? Sure, breaking news. Breaking news. What? J-Lo, A-Rod. Done. You got to be kidding me. No. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll, well, we'll, uh, while Jeff texts gonna, I need some time. I need some time. <laughs> what we do is this uh, Twitter account. Hey, hey, say no more. We're going we're to regroup, absorb the news. We'll come Soak back, finish up crap on celebrities, and uh, King Scott's going to regale us with uh, headline goo. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. All right. Let's calm down, everybody. What about J-Lo? What about J-Lo? Yeah, I saw it. Ah, you know, nothing more embarrassing than to get the cutoff, too, by the guy. I am on a radio tour. I got to 
Gotta... You are the only one thinking about it. Don't worry about it. It was all good. Moon was get Moon was giving me the wrap up sign too. Well, you know, and and I don't, I didn't have any reports of of any time limits or any of that kind of stuff. I just assumed that this guy's on one of these tours. Fifteen it's probably minutes. fifteen. What if on Twitter right now he's just posting him sitting on his back deck and he goes, "Finally, nice to sit in silence." Got rid of those St. Louis guys. <laughs> hey, he had to cut that guy off in St. Louis. Those St. Louis guys bought it. Well. He just posted a picture. He's on a paddleboard. Yeah, we, I was going to say, we see a tweet of him just sitting on his back patio, and all of a sudden, he's crushing candy. <laughs> Is he on a jet ski? The best way to celebrate the morning, sitting here crushing candy. Posted at 831. Now, here's Bill Burr. There he is. Are you underwater snorkeling? Is he on a Bill. jet ski staying in one place? What the hell is that? He's snorkeling now. This is Oz the Mentalist. You're listening to the Rizzuto Show on 105.7 The Point. Happy birthday, Riz. Yeah, once again, a big thanks to uh, Bill Barr for calling in. Got a couple shows coming up at the Fabulous Fox Theater, September 29th and 30th. Fabulousfox.com for... All the ticket info. All right, Jeff, ready to uh, finish up Crap on Celebrities? The Rizzuto Show, Crap on Celebrities. I hit the intro again. It's okay. And here we are. And here we are, Crap on Celebrities. Does anybody want another uh, Toxic Avenger by chance? I never even saw the first one. Isn't the first one supposed to be like a very campy... Yes, but very... Uh, joke. It's a joke of a movie. Yeah, but it's also very over R. You know what I mean? It's pretty graphic in, in several different ways. Uh, there is a remake coming up. I think it's going to be a little more lighthearted because you guys know Jacob Jacob Tremblay, Tremblay from Room. He's 14 no. now in October. He's going to be 15, and he's going to be one. Uh, he's going to be one of the kids in, in the movie. So is the thing Peter is Dinklage be, in it? Yeah, and Peter Dinklage is in it uh, as well. Wow. Yeah, they've been talking about this for what a year and a half. Yeah, or something? I think so. something to that effect. Yeah. So uh, the, these are the only two cast members that uh, that we know about so far. That's awesome. Uh, Food Network chef and TV uh, host uh, Guy Fieri. What is what a nice guy this dude is. I mean, every time I hear, see, read stuff like that. Yeah, he seems like a down-to-earth it, dude that doesn't look like a down-to-earth dude. It's one of the one of the guys. It's it's funny to rag on. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's funny to rag on because he's got the spiky hair and he's pretty cheesy. He's very bro. But from everything I know and everybody that's run into him or been around him, uh, friends with him, he's a great guy. And he's raised a lot of money. I know. Yeah, Restaurant Employee Relief Fund is, is the beneficiary here. He's helps raised, you know, obviously other people involved, but he has his name is all over this, which helps. Uh, they've raised over $25 million. Uh, 50 other companies helping out with this, collecting 15,000 individual donations. 43,000 restaurant workers across all 50 states have received $500 grants through the fund. This is him talking about it. So many people work in the restaurant industry as multiple jobs or their second job, single mom, single parents, students, retirees. I mean, the restaurant industry is massively important to our communities. And so when I saw this was coming, I said, we got to do something to get some money to these folks. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Very nice one. And uh, there is also audio in there, too, of him actually, uh, he says he met one of the people that well, benefited from this. And th- this is the reason why they do it. She came to me and said, you know, I got the money. I said, oh, that's so awesome. She said, the money was great, but it was just really awesome to know that people that I don't even know care 
about how we're doing. And I was like, man, that's the whole reason that we did this. I hate when they put that cheesy music behind I know. It just really takes it like, <laughs> takes, takes away from the whole mission. If there was a uh, an A-list celebrity, and I'll tell you that it's a male in Hollywood that would have a panic button in their house, like a true panic button in their house, that cops would come flying up the estate or in the house or whatever, who would you might think that be? An A-list celebrity who's got a panic... Allegedly has John Travolta. That's who I thought for, oh, at yeah, first, that's but guess. that's not... At Tom least. Cruise. He may have one, but Tom Cruise is the subject of the story, yeah. Uh... Uh, is it Kyra Sedgwick? Is that how you say Kira, her first? Kira. Kira Sedgwick. Uh, and Kevin Bacon, they're married. They're husband and wife. They sleep together. They've had kids. They've probably seen each other naked. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, I've seen Kevin Bacon naked. Yeah. 30, uh, <laughs> too. About 30 years ago, they were at Tom Cruise's house for dinner. And uh, Sedgwick is walking around a room of some sort. And I guess it was over a fireplace and sees a button underneath something. And she, what everybody would do, I wonder what this button does. Cops come flying up. Tom Cruise says, that's my panic button. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, boy. All the, these authorities come flock into the place, uh, and uh, she has not been invited back since. <laughs> that's awesome. So she doesn't know if it's because of that, but she has not been any, invited back since. Any home security system now has that panic button. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, on my security system, on the on the, the fob, there's a red button. Yeah. That you press that. Okay. Alarm system goes off and the police come. Let's see what you guys think of this couple of stories real quick here about Van Halen. Someone's uh, mashed up a Metallica and some Van Halen, and I want you guys to tell me if you think mm. it's any good. All right, here we go. Whole thing's on the blog if you want to check it out. And one of the reasons why I wanted to show you guys that or have you listen to that is because you remember back in the day when David Lee Roth uh, quit Van Halen. Right. And they, and they replaced him with whom? Sammy Hagar. And a lot of people started calling it Van Hagar. And they never changed the name of the band. But according to their bassist, he says that they actually wanted them to change the name of the band. Who's they? Who, the yeah, who's label? they? I'm sorry, the record label. According to uh, 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 Michael Anthony, that's when the label, Warner Brothers, wanted the band to, that's what they wanted them to do after David Lee Roth quit Van Halen. He says the camp, you know, Van Halen's camp, panicked when, when David Lee Roth left. Warner Brothers wanting one of their hottest and best-selling acts to change their name. Wow. The label was worried that the David Lee Roth... Van Halen, quote, was such a strong ent- uh, identity that they just wanted to lop it and, and move get on. It. Yeah. And they all or said, get it behind them. Yeah. They all said, no, thank you very much. Uh, by oh. the way, our last name is Van Halen, is what two of them said, obviously. So they kept it. Wow. Yep. All right. Celebrities celebrating a birthday today. Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Arya Stark is 24. Emma Watson. Hermione Granger in the Harry Potter, uh, in the Harry Potter movies is 31. Is it Seth Rogen? That's it. Rogan. Seth Rogan. Oh, Seth Rogan? Seth Rogan is uh, 39. Uh, let me see. Luke Evans. 
He's Owen Shaw in the last three Fast and Furious movies is 42. Chris Stapleton, the country superstar, is 43. Ed O'Brien from Radiohead is 53. Remember Samantha Fox, Jeff? Oh, yeah. Samantha Fox, Jeff. I don't know. Yeah, I just called her Samantha Fox. Yeah, Samantha Fox. What was her song? I want to have some fun. I was going to say girls just want to have fun, but that wasn't right. Yeah, her most important work was not singing. She knows <laughs> no. a Playboy. Yeah, she got him out a few times. Oh, oh Samantha yeah. Fox is 55. What about Linda Perry? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah man. Linda Perry, uh, still born on blondes, uh, writer. I mean, she's written 100 songs that you love and you don't know it. Uh, let me see. Uh, Pink's Get the Party Started. She wrote uh, Christina Aguilera's Beautiful. Uh, Linda Perry. And she's married to Sarah Gilbert. From, uh, I, think I, think I, I think they I think they separated. I'm pretty oh, sure. No. Yeah, wow. yeah. Speaking of, she's 56. Uh, by the way. Speaking of uh, going back to the Jennifer Lopez and, and a Rod thing, I said that they announced that they're calling it quits before the break. When we come back, I want to update that they're still calling it quits. Back to you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my goodness. All right. uh, Emma Thompson. Your children know her as uh, Nanny McPhee. Uh, she is 62. And Lois Childs. She was Doctor Holly Goodhead. In the James Bond movie, Moonraker. Uh, she's also the uh, only Bond girl to have sex in space. Uh, Lois Childs is 74 today. Today's porno birthday, which will be brought to you by Patricia's, where fun and fantasy meet, is Allison Pierce. And today's birthday girl has been in 189 fine films, including Anal Wrecking Crew. Mm. In a movie called Overstuffed. <laughs> Breaking it in. <laughs> in a movie called Fart Fantasies, mm-hmm. Thong Panties. My ex-girlfriend is a huge slut. And here's proof. In a movie called Wife, Mother, Whore. Oh, boy. <laughs> and who can forget her role in Anal is my middle name. Mm, I thought it was under- Daniel. Mine is Daniel. Allison <laughs> 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 Anal Pierce is 35 years old because it's her middle name. She says it. <laughs> That's your uh, porno birthday. Those are your crappy birthdays. And that was your crap on celebrities. Uh, A-Rod and J-Lo still broken up? They are still broken oh, up. man. Yep. How'd it do? I th- you know what we need to do? How many texts have you sent, Jeff? 17. We need to laugh. King Scott? Yes, sir. You ready to go it? I'm ready. Let's do it. Hey! What's going on in the news today? Today! Yeah, this is the only way we can get over this. <laughs> Laughter. <laughs> Bring us out of the darkness. Uh, King Scott, headline go. Jalil White has uh, his own strain of marijuana, and he now says, uh, when, now when he says, did I do that, he's not being cute. He really can't remember. <laughs> Former Bachelor star Colton Underwood has come out of the closet. And the nice thing is, if he ever decides to do gay porn, yeah, he won't have to change his name. Uh, Colton. <laughs> Colton. Yes. Yeah. Underwood, yes. Robert De Niro was originally set to star in Big, and the only difference is that instead of a keyboard, his character stomped on a mafia snitch. <laughs> Netflix has a new show that that help that'll help people fall asleep, and it's off to a controversial start. Their first guest is uh, Bill Cosby. Yikes! <laughs> the stars of Duck Dynasty have a new show, and you can stream it right now on Net Hicks. Anyone? Come on, that's good. That's, that's good. good. Thank you. That's, that's, that's good. But he, but he asked for laughter there, Jerry. He goes, Net Hicks. Anyone? Anyone? I, I, I for sure. You. That was a silent one. You guys in from out of town? <laughs> Researchers developed a method that eliminates traumatic memories, and it's for people who experienced abuse, war, or sitting through cats. 
You're talking about the play or the the, mo- the movie? Oh. Yeah, definitely. McDonald's is closing locations inside Walmart's, and customers are sad. Of all the food outlets in Walmart, McDonald's was their favorite to overdose in. It was it was this day in 1955 that the first McDonald's franchise opened, and a couple of burgers made that day are still under the heat lamp. <laughs> 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 An Austrian man was fined for farting on a uh, police officer and says flatulence should be protected as free speech. And that won't get him uh, that won't get him out of trouble though because he also violated the country's emission standards. Mm-hmm. And finally, oh, President Biden that, wants to pull all our troops out of Afghanistan and they will be redeployed into the White House to protect visitors from getting bitten by Biden's dogs. And top of mm-hmm. And may the goo be with you. Thank you, Scott. All right, uh, Tony, if you would open up the Riz Show chat room. Okay. 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. Get yourself in there because we need your name suggestions for the Crisis Freak of the You're Week. You're listening to the Riz Show. Happy Riz. I want to give a shout out to Window Nation for sponsoring Jeff's uh, Headwear this year. Yeah. This year, this week. This week for a second week in a row. Thank you very much, Window Nation. Uh, the, uh, the man of many hats, Window Nation. It's 500 bucks to Kids Rock Cancer. If you want to have your business sponsor Jeff's Head, head over to 1057thepoint.com slash hats. Yeah, and do it soon. I think, I, I think it's going through the first week of July, somewhere around there, through the chemo. And I think there's only two weeks left. All right. Well, Last I checked, at least. So get on it. I'd love to wear your business on my head. Yeah, we'd love to see another donation to uh, Kids Rock Cancer. For sure. So 1057thepoint.com slash hats. That's H-A-T-S. Hats. All right, Tom, for the Craigslist Freak of the Week. Tony, are the people in the chat room ready to go? Yep. All right. Chomp out of the bit. We need those names, chat rumors. All right, John Patrico's not here today. He's uh, he's on assignment. He'll be back next week. But Tony went to his parents' house yesterday, had John record the ads. We'll play them back for you. We've got three ads, three brand new ads. We'll name them, and you guys will vote on your favorite freak. One of the ads moving on to the next round of the Freak of the Year playoffs. So shall we get started, fellas? Yeah, man. Listen yep. up. Here we go. Craigslist Freak of the Week. John Patrico, ad number one. I'll advise you, man for anyone, 38 years old, Toronto, Canada. I've been very successful in every aspect of my life. In college, by the time I was 16. Graduated with a business degree at 19. Have been hired twice and bought both of those companies eventually. The only thing I have had no success in, my love life. Stock tips for you, and that's sweet ass for me. Okay. Central Kissing Sessions will get you day trading tips. Topless, that will get you more. There is some risk with trading, and you get some risk with me too. But we will be careful. We will be responsible. Remember, you win some investments, and you lose some investments. If you don't understand the trading game, don't worry, I do. I do collect a small commission as I am very good at what I do. I have an average size curved and cut wiener. 
Message me for more info. <laughs> okay, no, after that. That's no. uh, ad number one. We got ourselves a day trader. Is the, is the, I don't know. We got a very successful businessman who's looking for, uh, for a mate. So he gives you trading tips in, 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 a, in exchange for doing stuff with him. Yep. That's what it seems like. <laughs> okay. And he does have an average size curved and cut wiener. Good to know. In case you're wondering, I was thinking maybe you threw that in there to add to the allure of the of the ad. Maybe. Yeah, I was. A, a specific woman who's into that thing. So he's going to give you financial advice, mess around with you, and he wants a commission, too? Yeah. All right. He's very good at what he does. All right. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> Names? <laughs> All right, we have, and I mean, this, these are five solid names. So, so before you say, yep, that's it. Stock Lesnar. Okay. John Stockton. <laughs> oh man, we well, got beat that. Beat Trader that. Joe. Oh. Investor Gadget, and Trade Boggs. Hmm. Uh, my heart says John Stockton. Anybody yeah. else? Or Trader Joe. Yeah, I like Trader, Trader, Trader Joe. Somebody also Trader said. Joe? Somebody also said. Now this, now, this is a business. Remember that. But somebody put Goldman Sachs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Edward Bones. Yeah. You like Trader Joe's? Is that yeah. Trader, Trader Joe? Joe. Trader, Trader Joe. Joe. Sure. Trader Joe. Okay, Trader Joe. J-O. J-O? Okay, yeah. All right, it's fine. Sounds good. <laughs> Trader Joe. <laughs> All right. On to ad number two. Fellas, ready? Yep. Here we go. I want to smell you, man for men, 44 years old, Dublin, Ireland. Hear me out, lads. This might be weird to you, and honestly, it's a little weird, weird to me, too. No, it's weird. So it's okay. I am a self-identified incel man on the coast here, and I'm in a weird spot. I've been alone for so long that I'm used to serving my own needs on a daily basis. I used to have a lot of flatmates, so the only place I could handle myself was in the bathroom that always smelled like men. And I mean always. Now I live alone, but find myself only able to get to attention when I'm in the bathroom and smell something similar to that foul odor from my old place. You have to come to my place after a heavy workout so I could smell you in every room of my house. I'll take care of myself in the next room. If you work out hard enough and don't shower for a few days before, I know I'll be able to take care of business quickly. I don't have much money and I'm a trained chef, so I will cook for you. You don't have to stay to eat since I'm hoping the place will smell. We'll never touch and it won't be weird. Just rough up my nose and be on your way. God, it's gonna be weird. Well, no, it says right here, it won't be. It's, it's gonna be, so I'm here and I know you're joing in the next room. Cause is he joing before or after cooking my meal? I don't know. So he's ah. looking for a guy that stinks and is hungry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and man, is he ready to just crush himself as soon as he finds that person. Well, and he's, you know, hey, you're going to take this meal to go. <laughs> I hope we're washing our hands in between sessions with himself and, and cooking. I don't know. We, we won't touch and it won't be weird. Okay. 
Yes, it will, and you probably will try. Uh, names? Wow. Five great ones here. Another okay. fivesome here. Machine Gun Smelly. <laughs> Elon Musk. And then we took a turn to the baseball. Because we've got Nose Canseco. Mm. We've got Stank Thomas. And we've got Ken Whiffy Jr. Mm. Wow. I feel like we may have had Ken Whiffy Jr. before. No, we had something up. We had Ken Stiffy. Stiffy Jr. Yeah, he was Stiffy. <laughs> what was the one before Elon Musk? Yeah. Machine Gun Smelly. That's Machine it. Gun I Smelly. Think that's the winner. That's it. What was the other one? Somebody just said, oh, somebody said Pew Brock. <laughs> Machine Gun Smelly. Are you guys doing G-U-N for gun? <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Uh, yes. Just making sure. Yes, I am. Thank you, Jeff. Oh, right, we got one more ad. Here we go. Craigslist Freak of the Week, ad number three. Help me get a job. Man for woman, 24 years old. London, England. They say practice makes perfect. Well, let's try it out. I want to get into the porn industry. However, I haven't had much practice. I need to run through some scenes before I actually perform in front of some directors. What do I do with my hands? Do I make too much noise? Let's do this and then give me feedback. Do I smell okay? Do I sweat too much? How are my teeth? Show me what you've got and give me some tips on how to make it into the business. I have an average penis. I'm pretty hairy. Should I shave before it goes down? I'm very serious about this and want to make it my next career. I'm 5'9", 244 pounds, not in shape, but not too obese. Let's try out some crazy positions in case they ask for them. I want to show that I know what's going on. I have shagged three sexual partners in the past and have had full intercourse with each of them at least two times. Okay. I think I am good at it. Send pictures. Thanks. <laughs> hey, kids, you know, shoot for the stars. Yep. I right? thought he was going to say three sexual partners yesterday or three yeah. sexual no, partners. No, no, that's it. At that's once. It. Or is that, who that's knows? It. But <laughs> No. Wow. Now, I hope your dreams come true. Really do. You or he's just looking to get laid. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I think this is a. <laughs> Send pictures. I think this is a that. <laughs> just getting laid. Um, I like to let's try out some crazy position in case they ask for them. <laughs> and then feedback. <laughs> they as in the other the actor or the, yes, director. the director? Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Casting call. <laughs> All right. Names for this person. Um, we've got a couple names coming in. There's two that really stand out though. Jason Porn. Okay. And Ricky Jobby. Because he says he doesn't know what to do with his hands. And he's looking for a job. I thought those were good. But other than that, and he's pretty hairy. Uh, Jason Porn. I mean, that's really P-O-U-R-N-E. P-O-U-R-N-E, like Jason Bourne? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Let me see how it... That, that looks all right on there, actually. Yeah. P-O-U-R-N-E. There it is. All right. Ooh, Film Collins is good, too. You right, may have had that before. I already wrote down Jason Porn. Can't change it. All right, there you go. There are the three. There are the three freaks for you. So you got uh, Trader Joe. That is the guy who uh, can give you some 
day sweet, trading tips. Sweet stock tips. As long as you give him some ass. All right, just simple. Machine Gun Smelly is next. That is the guy who lived with a bunch of dudes. Lived with a bunch of dudes, and then he decided that he was going to move out on his own, and he's by himself. And the only way he seems to be able to get there is when he smells smelly dude B.O. Okay, and he just heard from Jason Bourne. All right, Scott, you got to endorse one of them. Who's it going to be? I uh, man, I think it's um, it's going to be a pretty easy one. I'm going to go with Machine Gun Smelly. Mm. That's a pretty odd thing to be into. Jeff. Uh, it's tough for me. I was thinking Machine Gun Smelly at first, too, but... Uh, Trader Joe, when he says he was in college by 16, graduated business degree by 19, and bought those companies, we're just supposed to believe that. And then his life went downhill to this. I don't know what else may be going on here. I will be, I can be swayed, but I'm going to go with Trader Joe at this okay. point. Although I get, I get Machine Gun Smelly just wants to be in a room full of smelly dudes and, yeah. and get after it. Moon? Wait, did, did, did Trader Joe say his life went down after that? No, I'm just assuming it did because he at six, he, he went from being a prodigy in school to doing this. He's had no success in, in well, one area. That's yeah, his love life. He yeah. said he's been successful in everything except for that, which I don't know. I just, I just don't know if I believe the, the initial stuff to get him to this point is all I'm saying. Well, if we're going on the ads like, like Tony suggests... I think one in, one and three are just after the huge kind of, and they're w- whatever. And number two has got something else going on. Yeah, that's so, why I'm, I'm machine going gun number, smelly. I'm going number two. At least, as well. at least number two is cooking for him too. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that nice. That's the you leave with a belly full, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The fact that he's got the only way to get his rocks off is to have a smelly dude walk through his house. I mean, yeah. that's okay. Alrighty, <laughs> you're a freak. Uh, Tony? Uh, it's definitely machine gun smelly for me. Again, looking at the ads for what the ads are, for what the words are that are written, that's what I go by. And this dude is saying that he cannot get f- to there without smelling dude B.O. I mean. Okay. Well, you go there, the three ads, Trader Joe, Machine Gun Smelly, and Jason Porn. Voting is now open. Hit up our Twitter page, at R-I-Z-Z Show, and we'll have the winner. Tamara, when we sign on. Thank you all very much. Rizzuto Show, traffic and weather. Uh, right after the break, Tony Patrico's got your sports. I got your headline news. Hey, what's happening? This is Tracy Morgan. I'm a black dude. You're listening to my favorite white guy. It's the Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz, you bitch. So we are going to face the fast lane. Our friends from ESPN Radio. Why'd you say friends with air quotes? <laughs> supposed to say that <laughs> our good buddies uh, we're facing the fast lane in a slow pitch softball home run derby Saturday evening June 5th car shield field in Othell Missouri that's where the Hoots play now the Hoots are already hosting a fast pitch MLB alumni home run derby that same night that's featuring Jim Edmonds Rick and Keel Adam Kennedy Brandon Moss so watch that home run derby watch our home run derby, one price. GA tickets on sale now for just 15 bucks. It's going to be a fun night. A night full of what? Brotherhood? Good times. Brotherhood and good times. A lot of and balls. Dingers, huh? A lot of balls, a lot of dingers. A lot of dingers. Bats. <laughs> Get all the details and, and find the link to buy your tickets now at 1057thepoint.com. So is it official Alex Rodriguez? Did he did he buy the Timberwolves? 
Is that an official done deal? I don't know. The only thing I've heard about Alex Rodriguez is that he's no longer with J-Lo. Yep, that's that's the breaking only news thing today. You can see. I'm getting an update on that. It's well, you, man. you lose your gal, but you gain a team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wouldn't you say Alex Rodriguez is is one of the best-known baseball players of the past 25 years? One of sure. them. Best-known for sure, but for like four different reasons. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know that name. You know yeah, the name. 100%. If you, you ask somebody, hey, name five baseball players, A-Rod may come up on their yeah, list. Yeah, you do right. A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, dude, 30% of the people yeah. that were like, A-Rod, probably have no idea what team he ever played Yeah, it'd be A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, Al Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> and J-Lo's, uh, oh, Alex no. Rod. <laughs> that one guy played for the Rangers, something Rodriguez. So uh, on the Timberwolves, uh, there's a rookie named Anthony Edwards, and he was asked about A-Rod buying the team. Uh, if he was a fan of 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 Alex Rodriguez, this dude was completely clueless. Oh man! To be honest with you, it's okay. I could see it. How long ago did Alex Rodriguez retire? Two thousand. Who is this that they're talking to? They're talking to this rookie. Yeah, we're talking who plays about for the for the Timberwolves. A twenty year old basketball player, not yeah. knowing yeah. a forty five year old baseball player. Uh, yeah. Anthony, Anthony Edwards was born. Anthony Edwards, when Alex Rodriguez, if you you said 04, Scott, he retired in 04? Oh no, two thousand sixteen. 2016. 2016. Okay, still, regardless, this kid was 14 when A-Rod retired. And he's a professional basketball player, which means one thing. Basketball was his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy didn't, this kid probably didn't play baseball. Where's this guy didn't probably watch baseball. I know. Well, here's, here's, Atlanta. here's how he answered. Do you have any thoughts about him? Are you an A-Rod fan at all growing up or anything like that? What do you think about? Man, what do you mean? Who is he? The baseball player, Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, nah, I I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, so awesome. Maybe, I'm maybe, glad. I'm maybe. glad that it wasn't one of those like yeah. answers like, oh, you know, and like him trying to make up something. No, he just went, maybe, I don't know who that is. Maybe they should have asked him about J-Lo's boyfriend buying the team. <laughs> maybe he would have known then. Uh, but yikes. I don't know. I don't know. To Alex Rodriguez, is that an ego crusher? No. no. You know, yeah. he's, he's met a bazillion uh-uh. people. Not at all. No clue who he is. Yeah. This happened not too long ago. They asked a, a, a somebody famous bought a, a team, and they asked the guy, and he made up like a fake quote about the guy. Remember, he was like, "You," but you could tell he had no idea who he was talking about. And he was like, "Oh yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, you know, I got no problems with him." And it, whatever it was, just like, "Oh no, he doesn't know who he is." Have you ever crushed somebody's ego because you didn't know who they were? Yeah, I can't recall an instance of it. I'm sure it's happened. You probably did and didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't recall an instance on my own doing it. Not that oh, I, I did. Well, yes. Well, I guess it. Sorry, go, Moon. No, no, you you, you hit it. Um, I was doing improv at a uh, for these kids at this hospital, and I was in a um, you know a group of strangers. I didn't know who they were. There's only four of us there, and I misunderstood the lady because she had a slight accent, and I thought she said Eva, so I was like Eva, and she goes no Eva, and I go oh Eva, Eva, okay. And we kept going, and then uh, it was, um, I just lost her last name. Eva Mendez? Yeah, Eva Mendez, thank you. Yeah, it ended up being Eva Mendez, but she had no uh, makeup on or anything. She looked totally different what she does in film. She's still very beautiful. But uh, You had no idea who she was? I had no clue at the time. <laughs> and then she told me later on to quit showing her up. Uh, she was joking, mm-hmm. though, but and then I got a hug from her. Can you, can you can you remember one time, any time that uh, just an absolute ego demoralizer has happened to you, just a crusher? To me? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's happened quite quite often. You know, some hey, you know, Rizzo's on the radio. Uh, I can I can tell you one that I 
could close my eyes, think about it, and want to throw up just thinking about it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. (laughs) And Jeff will know exactly what I say. So it was in my first year with the Blues, and I was at a trivia night as a guest round reader. And I got called up on stage, and it was the time where the the other lady that was doing the Blues in-game stuff too, they called her up. And the guy that was hosting the event gave her a big hug and sat down and talked to her for three minutes. And then I was just kind of sitting next to him. And he looks at me and he goes, so what do you do? Uh, and I went, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, listen, I expect nobody to know who, nobody to know who I that's am. What anyway. I yeah. That's what I do. That's what I do. I expect nobody to, to know anything you know, about mm-hmm. what we do, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I just um, assume until I learn different. So what? there have been times, there have been times where I've been, you know, called up to do kind of a quote unquote celebrity something, and, and like three people mm-hmm. yeah. are aware of, yeah. of who if, it is. If you this are is, actually, if this, you're somewhere like you're, sorry, Jeff, you're you're actually somewhere like where there's like a cover band playing, and somebody finally comes up and talks to you, and they're like, "Will you come up there and just say hey to everybody and just talk?" I'm like, "Fine, whatever." And you get up there and you go, "Hey, everybody, how's it going? My name's Patrico from the Point," and they go. And you go, have a good night. Hey, play Journey. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you sing, get off of there. I I remember uh, Tom and I did a uh, WWE event uh, way back in the day, and and it was just one of those things where you get in the ring and say who you are, and then everything Mm -hmm. starts. Those those fans did not want a radio door (laughs) up there. They were just like, get out. My daughter had to correct me once. I uh, and I'm and we're we're good friends now. He's filled in on base for Goldfinger a whole bunch. And guy's name's Tyler, and uh, we we met at Feldman Studio and we're hanging out and played like a little Christmas party and and Tyler, like real nice young kid and he's asking me, he's like, man, I'm such a fan. I know you're balancing radio and bands and family and all that. Like, how do you do it? Because uh, I'm an actor and uh, I'm doing this band and I was like, oh, dude, okay, that's that's cool. Um, and I just was trying to encourage him. I was like, dude, that's really cool that you're you're pursuing both of those. Like, you're, you're going to make it, man. Like, I just got a good feeling about you. You're a cool kid. That's like, I really like you. Alex Rodriguez, crazy. No, no, dude, like six <laughs> months. Downey Jr. I mean, a, a good amount of time went by, and um, he posted a picture of of us, I guess, or some something. And my daughter freaks out and texts me like, "How do you know Tyler Posey? How do you know Teen Wolf? How do you?" Know? And I was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, I don't know who Tyler Posey is either. Well, he was I, a I on some MTV I, show. He's... The dude is enormous. He's huge, and he's ridiculously like enormous, talented. Like tall." No, no. Really, like, really let himself go. But I had to call. I had to call him. This is like a year after, and I was like, "Hey, man, I just got to apologize for the time we met. I had no idea who you were, and I just realized the 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 size of the ass I made out of myself." You got to swap digits. Well, well, yeah, we've been buds oh, ever since. But like, oh. he was, you know, he fills in uh, with, uh, with for for Goldfinger on bass here and there, ah. and is is just a, a genuine good dude. And I had no idea for a solid year that he's you massively, Wolf, massively yeah, cool. famous. Teen Wolf. Wow. But my daughter, like, she gave me an earful. It's like, how do you not know, you idiot? All right, let's do, uh, let's do some sports. <laughs> the Rizzuto Show. Sports. All right, Tony Patrico, let him have it. Uh, don't screw this up, fatty. Last night, the Blues and Avalanche were tied after one at Enterprise Center. Good start. Then the Avalanche just opened things up. They scored three goals, four to one lead there. In the third, Mike Hoffman scored twice. And that was it. Blues lose 4-3. to three. Up next, a game against Coyotes on the road on Saturday. Puck drops at 5 p.m. And I was so excited. Early game, right? Uh-huh. 
I was there. Really I was well. there at 6:30. They played really well at in the first it, period, so you got to see at least some good hockey yeah. there. At least know. it happened. Um, yeah. And then the you know the wheels fell off. I didn't even see the third period. Did I? I shut it off. It's actually this good. Is, it was a good actually, third period. There was a, a good almost. Third period, I know. Yeah. Well, there was almost what, three minutes score. where they three minutes where they pulled the goalie and kept it in. I mean, yeah, it was pretty pretty yeah, entertaining. Once I saw the score at the end, I was like, ah man, I probably should have hung with it. I thought I maybe was bad luck. Yeah, if you would have stayed up there, it probably would have won, but don't, no big deal. Right. <laughs> uh, Cardinals closed out their series with the Nationals with some highs and lows. First, the highs. Yadier Molina became the sixth catcher in history to start as a catcher in 2,000 games. He also becomes the first to do that on the same team. As far as lows, 6 nothing loss. Wayne right now 0-2. Yeah. Up next, series against the Phillies on the road. Carlos Martinez gets the start tomorrow. First pitch, 6:05. That was a nice moment. Uh, Wayne Wright nice. stepped off the bag. Yeah. Yeah. He stepped off the mound. But the, that's the other thing that made a kind of a sad moment, at least for me. If you go back and watch the thing, because it's not a full stadium. I mean, that's a full Wayne stadium going, moment. Come on! Yeah, you know, he's, like, he's like trying to get the crowd pumped, and, and I'm sure the crowd was pumped, but it's a different thing that, of them, in yeah. that size stadium when it's when it's at that capacity. After five years as DeSmet's head football coach, Robert Steeples resigned. What did Steeples he do? Steeples. What did he do? He... <sighs> Got himself an assistant coaching position with the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. wow. He graduated from DeSmet in 08. He took a program that was 2-18 and 18 overall, okay? And in the past two years, five, oh, in the past three years, he has turned that team around 29-4 and four with a state championship. He's yeah. a former player. Yeah, he graduated in 08. Yep. Who did he play with? Like, oh, you're talking about in the... He's in the, an NFLer. Well, he played for three years, and he was a defensive back. He played for, uh, I believe, the Vikings and Green Bay, and he, he was kind of like a, a small role player. Well, as good far for as him, that. man. That's awesome. But yeah, he, he excelled when he was at Mizzou uh, and at Memphis, so that's awesome for him. Uh, Chicago White Sox left-hander Carlos Rodon. Is that how you say it, Jeff? I think it's Rodon. Is it really? No, I have no idea. Okay. I uh, saw, he came, but I didn't hear the name. He Sorry. came two outs away from a perfect game, but even though he didn't get the perfect game, he threw the first no-hitter of his career, the second this year uh, in the big leagues, 8 nothing win over the Cleveland Indians last night. So pretty awesome. Uh, NFL defensive standout Aaron Donald has been accused of beating up yet another guy. Uh, uh, Vincent Spriggs claims that Donald attacked him Sunday morning, posted a picture of him just, I mean, beat up. Like, he's got bruises, swelling. Uh, Donald is a Pittsburgh native, and this is where it all went down, was in Pittsburgh. Uh, of course, his agent is saying that, you know, we have no comment until the, everything is involved. Don't uh, go. Why you got to go out? Yeah, the Rams yeah. issued a statement as well saying we are collecting more information and have no You are one of the best time. players in the league with, with a very bright future and a lot of money to be made. Stay home. Yep. <laughs> I do not know. Stay home. Why, Scott? Why did they insist on going out? I don't know. I do, stay out of trouble. I do not know. All the details about this story as far as if it's official, if it's real, if it's not, I don't know. But Dana White confirmed that Conor McGregor versus Justin Poirier round three is ready to go. Or maybe it's not. July, I heard. Well, McGregor told Poirier the third fight scheduled for July 10th is now off after the two of them got in a fight on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> McGregor was not happy when Poirier I'm said that... I'm not going to fight you because I got into a fight with you. Yeah, yep. you talked trash. So, so McGregor was unhappy that Poirier said that the Irishman had not made good on a promise to donate to his charity. And then McGregor came back and said, a donation, not a debt. We've been awaiting the plan... Oh, no, I'm sorry, this was Poirier. A donation, not a debt. We've been awaiting the plans for the money that never came. The fight is off. I'm going to fight someone else on the 10th. All right, but well, there's you know, contracts, yeah, right? Of well, you know, McGregor's a, a, a hype guy. 
you know, he'll he'll start mixing it up. I guess know, so. Maybe this is a thing. It's all to, to draw attention to the fight, which we'll have, we'll have to McGregor's wait a genius at that. Yes, oh, yes. marketing, you mean? Marketing. You think yes. that's this is a part of it? Yes, marketing. Oh, okay. I'm Patrico, that's your sports, and boom goes the dynamite. There is Uno Show Headline Hoosh. Brought to you by Mortz Royce Jewelry online at ninjabling.com. Uh, let's go to Largo, Florida. Now, this woman is a terrible mom. Mm-hmm. And proof rarely gets clearer than this. Uh, Cops are investigating a suspected child abuse call against a 24-year-old woman named Casey Cuoco last Wednesday night. And uh, when they were looking through her house, they saw a lot of cocaine and a straw on top of her three-year-old son's copy of The Cat in the Hat. Mm. Yep. Doing lines off her kid's Cat in the Hat book. That's pretty classy. Yep. Arrested on charges of felony child neglect and felony child abuse could be facing more drug charges. Man, come on. What are we thinking come here? Come on, man. Either cat in the hat or the cocaine. One of the come two. Come on, man. So there you go from Largo, Florida, Casey Cuoco. You are today's Headline Hoosh. It's the Rizzuto Show. All right, that is it for us. Donnie Fandango is next. By the way, tomorrow, Donnie Fandango went for a Donnie Fandango Week in Rage. Yeah, it is. It's been a while, but uh, he's going to bring the thunder tomorrow, <laughs> as well as the uh, real fake results, got your Friday fail stories tomorrow, and a whole, bo- uh, whole bunch more. Big uh, Friday show. Moon, if you missed anything on today's show, what's going on? Well, you know, we have a lot of people that ask us on social media, hey, where's that story that you guys talked about today? Or, uh, hey, you know, it, uh, fill us in on some details. I, I was only able to hear half of it before I had to go to work. Well, that's why the blog is there. Every single thing that we cover on the show, it's all there for your reference. If you're looking for, uh, you know, uh, 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 holes to fill as far as the stories go, or you just want to share them, it's all at 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. Today we got all sorts of Bernie Madoff stuff because he died yesterday in prison at 82. Oh, we have actually a story about how he uh, nearly ruined the New York Mets. Pretty interesting. All Bobby Bonilla uh, trivia thrown in there as well. And a man broke into a frozen yogurt shop and stole only the toppings. You got to see that story. Also, the average person pops at least 3,800 pimples in their lifetime. If you're ah, one of those people gross. that really likes that, you'll actually uh, find some of these stats pretty interesting. We got crap on celebrities. We got sports and everything else we covered, including Bill Burr on The Riz Show today. Bill Burr. Dang, an honor. A real honor. Today, the title is actually called The Pool Boy and Bill Burr. Okay. Hmm. There you go. Anything else, fellas? Uh, that's it. All right. We leave you with a selection from our Team Riz member of the day. Shouting out Anthony Frederick from Belleville. Yay! The Rizzuto Show Podcast, powered by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Your best choice for quality tires and expert auto service. Dobbs. Dobbs.